Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Oh yeah, he is a grandpa. Okay. So, so young. Yes. All right, today we have, we're going to watch a great video from the Human Consultants. I'm not even going to give it much fanfare because I want you, I'm going to let Deanna give it fanfare because she's going to introduce the video. And then also I want to give you the opportunity because somebody asked to get the upcoming conference that is, the next one is actually free. This one's 49. The next one's actually free, but we are in full effect. And, oh, there we go. We are in full effect. This one is August 17th. This one is August 17th, I believe. Pretty sure. Okay, yes. Yeah, August yeah. 17th. If you are someone, I can't tell you what to do with your brand, Jerome. All I can tell you is that the idea of me doing something regular makes no sense to me. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. So just, I already just, signed up to you. Ain't talking to me. So oh, fair enough. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Just there you go. The 
all the content will be downloadable and I'm not going to put it on a, so you're going to need a, you're going to need a, a drive. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people have signed up already. I know Penelope is one too. She's on there. You're going to need some device. So you're going to have two options of downloading. The one is to, to big caboozle or whatever, the kitten caboodle. Hey, the whole thing. And then you're going to get each segment segmentized so you will have that 72 hours you will get a link as when you pay you you get instructions 72 hours you will get a private link this will there is a one percent chance this will ever air upon the airways this is one percent chance if that if that this is completely private i'm doing this on purpose the next one I think happens sometime 45 days after that. And that's that's a another big shindig. But that won't be open for free. And there's a yeah. couple more. Even yes, though ma'am. it's even though it's private, I can I can invite people to come though, right? If they pay, yes. That's what, well, yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta give the link. Well, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> they can't get in without paying. Yeah. Yeah. No, we friends if they pay. You know, we are friends. <laughs> yeah, they don't pay, but they they don't get one of them other ones. They get one of them other ones. But this is there's there's a bunch there is i've been waiting for the stars to align to roll with the assembly of wonder so very fantastic i think there's a great description great website great description Deanna, if you click that website and share your screen that would be great you can see all about the conference i'm not i, I would like to tell you about it but i want to rush to this video I'm not going to tell you about it, but she'll share her screen. And uh, okay, she's kind of sharing her screen. Looks like it. The, I, I checked. I was in the middle of a thought to send to you in line app. So that was my finger saying, hold on, I'm coming. You see it? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, that, that, that'll probably happen. That'll probably happen. It, probably, it sparked when you said this will never be. It's never going to be. It's yeah, never that would be a great way to do that like you did with like the jonah series and um there's other a few other series that you did with that so i'll do that then i'll do that she wants me to put it up to the video will be available later but that's going to be i'm just telling y'all right now i'm gonna stop your screen stop your screen that video is gonna cost 97 dollars just just want y'all to know in the assembly of wonders 97 dollars in the assembly of wonders store it's gonna cost 97 dollars if you would like a discount, get it on time. I got Let me help y'all out why I'm doing that. Because if you don't treat the Adonias proper for being first, they're going to stop being first. Anyway, don't, don't worry about that. Go ahead and show your screen. Somebody need to... It's Phyllis the, Susan, we know somebody needed that lesson. Okay, we, we know the, somebody needed that lesson. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's the seeker, believer, worker, disciple level. Right. Reward your people. If you get in properly, other people should pay more. That just is what it is. That just is what it is. Okay, go ahead. So this, I'm not even going to read all this. Just exploring alignment, blah, blah, blah. But there's an entire long description you, you keep going listen when i read that first half of that description the, the, before to keep the video for life i was like oh, yep oh yep. yeah 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 i gotta Come be there i gotta yeah, be there yeah, yeah. we'll go, go and read this first half of this, this description up, up top there 
unravel the knots of your life and explore self-growth, alignment, and fulfillment in our transformative event, Exploring Alignment, a journey through personal evolution with Antonio T. Smith Jr. If you find yourself nodding along to topics such as coping with despair after a partner's departure or grandmother's departure, okay, that's what got me, understanding the purpose of human evolution or grappling with the trials of maintaining a positive outlook amidst negativity, that part got me too. You found your haven. Experience a transformative shift in your perspective with Antonio's leading edge teaching. You stop right there. You stop right there. Those topics, you stop your screen down. Those topics are very specific because those topics are in the actual conference. And those very, very specific. So my law of attraction podcast, especially Spotify, the people who reach out to me the most are the Spotify audience. I have no, I guess that's the Spotify culture. I get text messages all doing that all day. At least once a week, I get someone new that reached out and they say a lot of things. And there's this huge Antonio Law of Attraction movement happening out there in the airwaves and throughout, you know, TV land and stuff. And I get a lot of feedback from people who reach out and say, hey, I'm 52 years old from Boston, Massachusetts blah 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 and your podcast is changing like like i get it all the time and so a lot of this feedback a lot of these conferences are tailored around a bunch of the feedback i've been getting a bunch of the questions a bunch of the feedback so it's it's fantastic just always remember y'all if you build an audience that audience will demand that you grow as long as you keep getting better if you focus on getting better they will demand that you get bigger. Don't try to get bigger first. Get better first. Okay? Get better. Yes, that's right. That's the Chick-fil-A story. Absolutely. All right. Well, Deanna, we need a strong introduction for our celebrities. Yes. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. On this morning, we present to you the celebration of 20 years of wonderfulness, 20, 20 years of amazingness, 20 years of knowledge from the original humor consultants. So I'm not going to be before you long because I want you to experience what I've already experienced with the 20th anniversary celebration of the original humor consultants. So I now present to you the one, the only, always imitated but cannot be duplicated the original humor consultants 20th anniversary celebration mr phil and mrs susan sorrentino twenty years for twenty years humor consultants has been fulfilling its promise, which is to assist in the enjoyment of everything. We think everything is a very good niche. If you're going to pick a niche, pick everything. Our mission is to create results through enjoyable solutions. And what we really teach is the challenge, the power, and if you really want it to be the fun of free will. Wherever you are in life, somebody's had it worse and made it, and somebody's had it better and blown it. For the next few minutes, we're going to show you some clips of things that we've done over the years 
that hope will bring value to you in your life. The first clip is a TV interview that I had in Channel 2 in Dayton, Ohio. The second two clips were a TV program that I was a part of by the Ohio Department of Health. One was having stress during the holidays, and the second one was how to communicate during the holidays. And the last one is a program that I did last year for a client that has had me speak at eight of their last nine annual conventions, and they had a speaker cancel, and they told me at 10.30 I was going to address the general session the next morning. I think you'll like it. It's Phil Sorrentino a little different. But first, let's see what this TV station has to say about making work fun. Are you terminally bored at your terminal? Thank you for calling Xerox. Do you think one more call from an irate customer will send you on a Rambo rampage? Well, maybe you should try this. <laughs> I tell them to lighten up. Phil Sorrentino is a fun pundit, a humor consultant from Columbus. Naturally, he tells people to lighten up, but not just for laughs. And we really do know that if people enjoy what they're doing, if they have a passion, if they have a love for what they do, they're going to be better at it. <laughs> Well, there's a concept. Here's another concept. More and more companies are making fun, yes, ear-to-ear -ear smile cracking on the job a priority. Simply to keep their good people. Uh, so Keep their good people sane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Experts say happy employees are more productive, more creative, and they make better decisions. Now, how do you go about getting happy on the job? Well, try a hug or Phil's own dismember. So grab something to hug and count to 10. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And it's kind of like a mini timeout. But if it doesn't work, then flip it chin off. Want another way to shake off the angst of the workday? Phil calls this the Great Wall of China. Some companies actually buy thrift store plates for their employees and let them let off some steam with them. I hear it's been a smashing success. That felt good. I like that. You love him no matter what. It's Give Phil Sorrentino a minute, oh, he'll give you a new outlook. Watch so as he helps Channel 2 director Fred Shanehoffer deal but with, well, let's say, difficult co-workers. Every day. Because you got a lot of people what I call spiritual puke. They're going to, hey, what are we going to do about this? Blah! Now they feel better, but what about you? It's hanging from you. It's starting to, so... So you might want to hang around that preacher a little bit more. Yeah. And you might want to exercise. And you might want to drink more water. You might want to read some books and listen to some tapes that helps get you back to center. Now, Phil's big on the fact that we're all different. In my case, I am differently abled in the keeping my desk neat department. And one of the things we need to understand to make work more enjoyable is to appreciate our differences. That because you work like this, that might be the best way for you with your personality to work. <laughs> Hopefully it's hard to tell, but the news biz is stressful. But Phil reminds us... Because after all, it is only TV news. <laughs> Talk about a high-stress job. The folks here at Montgomery County Human Services deal with deadbeat dads, moms who are frustrated because they can't get daycare. Am I right? And lots of them every day. So how do you not lose your mind and keep your sense of humor on the job? 
you learn not to be a sponge. You don't soak everything in. You just kind of be like pouring water on a duck's back. You have to let it roll off you, you know. Well, see, I don't even remember saying that. You got that on your own. <laughs> That's great. Phil actually did make a presentation to many of these county workers. They're now practicing what he preaches, and managers say people are now more productive. What are you doing now based on the retreat? Anything uh, different? Um, one of the things I try to remember is to uh, sort of focus on the little things, the little victories, rather than to look at the whole picture. Uh, at the root here are people taking it upon themselves to make their own job more enjoyable. My message in three words, it's your choice. Happiness, it's your choice. Peace of mind, it's your choice. Now the question is, what kind of choices are you making? Hey, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. Just have some fun along the way. In Dayton, Mary Alice Roscoe, 2 News. All right, we want to stop right there, y'all. Come on, y'all. Mute your mics and clap. Yes, there you go. Yay. So the people in the audio know we're Woo here. Salute. I love it. Right. I love it. So let's split this into three, Grace. Let's split this into three. Let's go with. Okay, this when are we gonna do this like salvation, Grace? Okay, like what was your life before Christ and then and during Christ and after Christ? We're gonna do it that way, all right? <laughs> We're gonna do it. Excuse me, Antonio <laughs> T. Smith mm -hmm. Jr. Yes, ma'am. This is Sandra Lucky coming to you live. I have a question before you get too in depth into everything. Is it possible to send me, well, I don't know, I don't know, this, this new link, I don't know if you have it, because I want to put it on my laptop so I can see it instead of me being on my phone today, because I'm off. Oh, Holly you're talking about the Zoom call. Glory. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, we got you, we got you. So sure. I want that on. <laughs> Yeah, we got you. Grace. My, my, my camera going to be on too. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got you. She off today, y'all. You know, she'll be hiding behind boxes. Ooh, this good right. for me. <laughs> Grace. So I want to put it on my, on my laptop versus my phone. Yeah, yeah, because it's too small. I got you. I got yes, you. Yes, yes. Hey, we talking about Phil. He is like, what? <laughs> you need to see him in big screen. Yeah. Big yes, screen. yes. Big screen. Big screen. So Donna, you know take over gotta... in notes. Grace, you send the link. Okay, because I don't yeah. know how that's going to work with this. Is she going to send it to my laptop? I, 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 can, send it, it, I can send it to your email so you can get it from your laptop. Would that work? Do you have Messenger on your laptop too? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Messenger. Like we had to do before the meeting. Like Facebook oh. Messenger? You got Facebook Messenger on your laptop? On my laptop, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I'll send, send it, it that way. That, that, that'll be a shame. I look through the email. You know, we're about spam and it gets straight there. <clears throat> All right, good stuff. So we have that right now. Deanna, you, let's split this, let's Just split this do into both, three. Grace, do both, because okay. I don't... Y'all know I'm, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working. I'm working on it. <laughs> you okay, you. thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Everybody ain't no Gen Zer, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> so all right, all right, Deanna, you let her do that, and you let's split this into three. So let's go with we're going to get feedback now, but we want to. I want to organize your feedback. Let's go feedback. What were your 
what were your what were your um, I want to say expectations? What were your what was your programming? Let me define programming so this conversation makes sense. He talked about work and having fun, and there was a bunch of things like a dismember bear. But before you watch this, what were your preconceived notions? This is what I'm not about him, about the subject matter. We know you think he fine, right? We 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 know that. We we talking about the subject matter, okay? What were your preconceived notions? Like what was your programming before that? Then now that you watch this, how if how comma if um, how have those how have those preconceived notions changed? How have those preconceived notions changed? And then thirdly, we will answer, we'll answer who or what type of person would you share this message with? That's what we'll do. We'll do that. Now, you don't have to answer all three. You can answer one of the three. You can answer none of the three. You can you can just speak freely, right? You can speak freely, or you can do something that I'm not even expecting. Either way, there shouldn't be a dull moment now, all right? <laughs> there you go. So what was your programming before? Now that you watched this, what's your programming now? And then what type of person would you share with? Or just free talk. Deanna, break the ice for us. You go first. Okay, so first off, this member, his name is Charlie now. So every time I see him, I say, hi, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was absolutely. So before I even watched this, it was the concept of there. You can have fun at work. You can, you can enjoy work. But if you personally like have, if you, if you're one of those people who wake up and they're like uh you're gonna hate work period so you might as well just find a whole nother find a different industry to go into so my preconceived notion going in was i know mr phil is good i have no clue what he's going to talk about or how he's going to break it down so after watching it i was like okay so i've been on the right path because for me when you when you work in a team, especially in an office where there's walls and doors and not everybody is in one space and they can be all separated out, you have to find the enjoyment in work in order for it to be productive, which means learning like as a as a supervisor, it would be learning each one of my team members and learning their, learning their personalities in their workflow so that I can, as a supervisor, make sure that they have enjoyment coming to work, like they actually enjoy coming to work, which is, which, which is just recognizing the fact that, okay, I know Renee really don't like when people are in her cubicle. So what can, what can I do to help her come to work and enjoy it with without seeming without seeming like I am picking favorites or you know how and then I go to Jerome Jerome enjoys you know speaking with all of with with his team members so what can I do to help Jerome well I can make it where every morning when we all come in it's like 
everyone goes down the line. Like if, if I started off, it'll make it, it'll make it okay to do it in the office. And then also allowing each person to be their own self. Like I can't force Melissa to have a perfectly clean desk if that's not how her brain operates, if she's one of those, uh, Mr. Phil had a certain word for it. Um, I can't remember what he's- chaos? Huh? The chaos? Um, chaos? He did, but it was it's, it's, it was a certain way he said, organized. Organized chaos, yeah. No, I said, Susan operates off the file system. I operate off the pile system. Pile system. There we go. There we go. You know, Mr. Phil, uh, Mr. Phil operates off the pile system. Ms. Susan off, off, operates off the file. That makes so much sense, though. <laughs> those, were, those names make so much sense. They are so and those piles, so he visual. has stacks around his desk. So when I try to get to his desk to, to go over something with him, it's dangerous, <laughs> <laughs> but it but it works for them. Oh, look, there they are! Yes, right there, look at that. That's the right but system, y'all. <laughs> he, knows, he knows exactly where. Every, oh, look, there's the other piles. Oh, he's got <laughs> multiple piles. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is but he much. knows. Yeah, but he knows exactly where everything is. So as as a leader of the team, understand that everybody's different and don't try to micromanage people in their desk. Let them work in their strengths and let them find what's comfortable for them. If I go, if I go and I clean up Mr. Phil's entire office and I take those piles and I turn those into files, we go have a problem. We don't have an outright problem because I'm messing with his organization. I'm messing with his his space. So I loved this video because it just, what I got from it was allow your team members to be themselves and to work within, to work what works for them. And the productivity will be different. It will increase and the, 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 the whole work environment will be better because everybody is working based on their strengths and not based on the strength, not based on what you put on them. Coming to work is stressful enough. Like don't nobody want to get up and go and be at work for eight o'clock in the morning. Some people seven and then have to deal with traffic. So they have to wake up like two hours earlier earlier than they actually have to be at work. So they're already sometimes a little on the grumpy side because they don't even want to be here. They want to get extra hours of sleep. So if you pushing on you, if you're pushing on them what does not fit them, you make their work environment uncomfortable, therefore making productivity minimal. All right, good job. You're acting like Susan. You took all the meat off the bone and said, "There, your turn, Phil." Like God, can I say something? She didn't say it all. Thank you, sister. But but you know what? I, I had to say this because it's yeah. well, one because it's the two of them, and two, I'm just from I'm older, so I can have a little humor here. Here's what here's what I, here's the two things that I noticed. Bill was way ahead of time when you talk about yes. having fun at work. Having fun at work? What? We didn't do that back. You know, you was lucky to be able to talk to somebody when you were at work. So the fact that he was being silly and clowning and telling people they can have fun, 
way ahead of time. Like he yeah. was, couldn't have been nobody else out there doing that because you just didn't do that. Work was serious and you better be quiet and blah, 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 blah. So that was massive impressive. But I hate to say this, yes, I'm old. I was looking at them computers. Are you for real? <laughs> do you see how far? And those sweaters. Don't forget I, those sweaters I, I, too. <laughs> I was dying like, oh my Lord. We, you know, but it shows the progression of life and that's how life is going to be. And that's why the kids probably look at, well, I'll say me, look at people like me as being you know, old and rough and you're not, you know, I just find it, he way ahead, I'm impressed because that, yeah. no one, I'm, I have to believe no one else was doing that because you just didn't do that. In business, mm-hmm. fun, that's not going to happen. Now, you people want, I want you to pay me a bunch more money than I'm really worth. I want you to feed me. I want to have, I don't want to work 40 hours. I only want to work 20 or 30, still get, you know, so now we're in a different environment where the employee is dictating how employers operate and what have you, and they expect more. And so, and then and the other thing is the plates, I'm going to go visit the 99 cent store, which ain't really 99 cent no more, but in the Dollar Tree, I need to go get some plates. I think if we give our employees some of them plates, they might act right. We need to start throwing plates out. I thought that was a great idea. Just, yeah. just hit the wall with the plates. I mean, because sometimes we act, especially when they act up, I'm going to say, here, here's your plate. Go out to the back and have a moment. So I just thought that was pretty creative, too. So I, I was impressed. Very good. Yeah, I mean, anytime I could get to see white people throwing stuff at a wall, I'm going to be impressed. I mean, that is, uh, how do you pull that off? <laughs> Another <yeah>. thing, um, <laughs> if you know who John Stewart is um, with The Daily Show, um they called and wanted him on the show and so he was to be on and it got so that he was so busy speaking that we couldn't we couldn't come up with a time slot um and so that that didn't end up happening just because of how much he was on the road right and when they wanted him but that was that something is. else. And there's a whole other story with that, what he was doing at that time to make right. that happen. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, Renee. All right. You know, I absolutely, my, my programming before I was like, I'm like, okay. How is how how is it possible to 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 um, you know I was wondering what you were all going to say I think that was kind of I was like okay but you 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 are you already are such a very bubbly person I was like oh man I was, I was like man it took it it really just took the the music at the beginning for me to be like oh man I know this is gonna be amazingly awesome but of course um, I knew it would be. But, um, and then of course, after I was like, shoot, I wish we would have had some of those at some of my past jobs because especially that great wall of China, that would have felt great just to go out there and be like, oh, especially when I was working for, um, in a foster care, I would have loved to just thrown some plates at the wall. That would have felt like a million dollars. But it's it's also kind of gets me to thinking about past jobs that, you know, there was no humor at all 
in it. It was just like, okay, you gotta do this. You gotta, you couldn't, you couldn't cut up. You couldn't be loose at all. You just had to go by the book all the time. And I said, oh my God, get me out of here. Get me out of here. I just want to go home forever. Um, but I think the best, the best places that I worked at were the ones that you knew it was stressful, but people you were allowed to cut loose. People were humorous. People constantly, they knew how you worked and they understood that and they brought out the best in you. And but there are a whole a whole lot of my past jobs, Mr. Bill, Miss Susan. I, they could have used you guys because whoo. The suck level was at a, po- a positive 20, okay? And I am low-balling. I am incredibly low-balling. Um, but I'm like, man, because even now I'm like, they're like, well, come in here and do this, blah, blah, blah. But it, it was absolutely amazing because when you really um, – know how people are just like how you guys you guys have the pile and pile and, and if you understand the 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 things about people that it only makes them want to come in it only makes them want to show up even harder because you know when I when I worked in foster care it was very stressful but it was great because the people that I worked with were the best they called us the dream team <laughs> Everybody checked on everybody. You you knew how how well people people worked. You just and our bosses were actually not on the suck level at all. So I think when you have places like that, you know, it brings out the best. But I surely could have used y'all help at quite a few. Even the job I'm at now, I'm like, woo. But thank God I don't actually have to see them because I work from home. But the suck level is still there. Um, <laughs> you work from home was, and you can still feel how much you suck. God, I tell you, I mean, some of the people at the office they call and I'm like, oh, oh gosh, you, you. I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but um, it was absolutely amazing. But yeah, definitely could have used your your help at so many jobs. You guys should definitely go to Akron. Those jobs are probably still there. <laughs> go back to go up there to Akron and help some of those jobs because the suck level is probably still there. But yeah, it was very awesome and it helps because one day I want to be an employee. I'm gonna be on the other side and I want to bring out the best and who's gonna be working for me. So. Yeah, hopefully I'm not ever at a suck level, but yeah, that was amazing. No, good stuff, good stuff. Well, Antonio, yes, ma'am. Um, a lot of clients hired us for multi on multi-year retainers to come in on a regular basis and work with their people, yeah, and right. those were always great ones to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, hell yeah. I mean, you know, as a business model, predictable yeah. revenue is always good, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Pay up right. front too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. Adonia was right though. This is way. This is this is this is way ahead of its time. This is this is before foosball tables in the the Bay Area offices stuff. <laughs> and you can think about it. This, yeah, think about '90s movies. Think about 80s movies. 
and just think about the look, the lighting, the color, and think about when they show it at work. Jumping Jack Flash. Oh, yeah, I probably don't know nothing about that. That's Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I probably don't know nothing about that. But think about (laughs) (laughs) about that. And you can see the culture of the workplace in these movies. You can see it. Remember, each culture, we can only do what's in our culture. We can only do it that's in the reflection of our time. All right, well, as soon as Talisha comes back, and our favorite Talisha, she's most amazing. Look like Phil want to say something real quick, and then we get Talisha. Yeah, the year we started Humor Consultants, Reagan was firing all the air traffic controllers. I mean, that's the environment 1981 was. So, and realize this: these videos were done 23 years ago. Yep. These videos are 23 years old, so it's a 20th anniversary. We've been around for 40, 42 years. And these videos were state of the art too when they came out. State of the oh, art. Oh yeah, those yeah, computers are from two thousand. Wow. Yep, that's <laughs> right. cutting edge. Cutting edge, two thousand. That was one. Well, let's let's get Talisha time. on. Yeah, she's been waiting. Come on, Talisha. <clears throat> I have to say that was right up my alley. I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, Antonio, you mentioned about what was our preconceived uh, mm-hmm. behind, like before we watched it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about me. I already have this bubbly behavior. So there was no negative preconception about it. I just knew for sure it was going to be great, whatever Phil and Susan do put on. Uh, after seeing that very, the other video y'all put on, I think it was, uh, he was doing an interview I can't remember exactly. I just seen one of them. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's, it was amazing. So um, it was very attention grabbing. Um, I feel like you can give, grab anyone's attention as soon as you start speaking. Um, the laughter is definitely there. Um, it's easy to follow. Your steps are easy to follow. Um, and I feel like it can be used not just in the workplace, but even in the schools. You know, when the kids are, that's what I start immediately came to when uh, you start speaking is we have this new generation of kids coming up and they're so worried about life and worried about what's going to happen next and how to uh, navigate in the workplace. Right. So them seeing your video will be like, whoa, you know, where is this? You know, because their first job, they're getting rules thrown at them. They're getting dress code uh thrown at them you know it's like that kid side of them has to certain suddenly disappear you know and they don't really like that but they was like this is what my parents went through so this is what I have to go through and when we have people like Phil and Susan that come in like no life does not have to be like this we can have fun regardless of where we are you know and so I feel like that needs to be brought back um recently there was a lady that was retiring lay that hired me retired right and so it's a retirement i'm excited it's a party that's all you said to me it's a party it got you got me right there right and so uh it was just it was like oh miss Weston is retiring we're gonna have a gathering upstairs right they didn't hype it up they didn't i was just like oh you know me wanting to volunteer i was like oh you know if y'all need help with decorations or anything i don't mind you know whatever you want me to do i'll Help you, help you guys. And so the lady's like, oh, we don't do much. We just, you know, uh, give them a cake and say a few words. 
And I'm just like, wait, this person gave you how many years of their life? 30, 40, 50 years of their life? And you're going to give them some words and some cake? Like, where, what, what is the, where's the gratitude? Where is the love? You know what I mean? I, just, I didn't understand it. And they was like, the HR lady kind of looked at me and she was just like, um, yeah, we would like your help, right? And so I went in, I was telling some things that they can get and do, but they weren't, they were just like, yeah, we have a budget here. We, uh, they was worried about more so of their, their uh, bonuses at the end of the year than giving this lady the correct outings that she deserved. When you, when you think about it, when you're in that type of situation, do you really want to give 20, 30 years of your life to a company? If this is how they're going to treat you at the really end. really good question. That's at the really end. Really good question. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Alicia, yeah, that just shows your maturity. I've been hired to MC and create retirement parties. And I did one, I think 9-11 was a Tuesday. And this one was scheduled for a Saturday. And they called me up and they wanted to cancel. I said, if you want to cancel, we'll cancel. But let me ask you this. If we cancel, then the terrorists won. <laughs> so go ahead and cancel if you want to. If not, I think we need this more than ever. I think this is more important that we have this meeting and celebrate this person's commitment to the company all these years more than ever. They said, you're right. And so we did. And it was a, it was a special event. Susan was at that one. Yeah, so I've been hired to MC and create retirement. What I do is I get names of people in the companies and I interview them offline. And then I sit there and interview them up front during the event. And it's, uh, those are always special. So you, you're, you're really mature to recognize that and understand that. That says a lot about you. Thank you. Um, and to want to put them into the school systems, like you said, we, we've done lots in the sum summer, you know, they're wanting the back to school you know, for the faculty, for the staff, for all, for the students, everything. And there'll be times we'd be, you know, triple booked or he'd be doing a couple of schools a day because, you know, that, that was huge. So we have done a lot of things in the school systems and it's always fun. I love that. I want to, I want to know what did they do with Phil and Susan afterwards, as far as the concepts that you brought to them. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of other companies should have used what y'all have brought to the table. And also I feel as if you you do all of this to bring it and then it's just like somebody come in between that and mess it up and then the routine changes. So all the stuff that y'all have done, y'all did amazing. And then they have somebody else. Maybe it'd be the manager, you know, and they come in, they change the rules. No, we're not going to do this no more. Oh, no, we don't need this anymore. Fine. No, we don't need that. Let's let's get straight to the drawing boards. Let's look at these numbers, right? Let's see how we can how we can maximize our profit. That's all they care about. What yeah. about caring That's about true. the people that work for you? You know, and so I do feel for these kids because not only do they have to hear the same crap at home, if it hit us for the rest of their life until they decide they're going to be some path builders. So for me, um, if when I start teaching my etiquette courses, I would love to implement and get you guys feedback um, on how I should reconstruct my business into making some humor into that. So 
Um, I just want to say overall, this was amazing. I got excited. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you guys, um, um, congratulations on your anniversary. But that's like the fourth year anniversary now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Let me just say one thing real quick because I want to go back to something that Donya said. When Phil and Susan were doing this, they were liberals, for God's sake. This is extremely radical. There's nothing about this video that's not radical. So when we say, I wonder how people accepted it, they did not accept it. (laughs) This this is this was not, it's so normal now because we didn't have the data back in the 90s and back in the 80s that said if you treat Adonia well then she'll produce more income we have that data now we have that data now we didn't have that then so they're going into businesses as like like Jesus went into the Pharisees (laughs) you know (laughs) this is what they're doing work made fun gets done and that is tell us about the book Phil tell us us about the book you're muted. It's just a, a writer that's uh, his name's Bob Nelson. He's done a, a book on employee engagement. That's what they're calling it now. That's right. the buzzword. That's the so, buzzword. But yeah. I'm just saying there's there's books on it here. Here's another one. See, I'm. Oh, look at that human that works. I like that book cover too. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And we just begun. We we still got a bunch of good stuff coming. Oh, At least yeah. I think it's good. And then our <laughs> book's coming out. Our book's coming out. Yeah. On humor and all of that. <laughs> Super hot fire. Yes. All right. Here's our next section, everybody. Hey, how about that? TV. You know, I was on TV before, but my mom said I had to get off because I was scratching the cabinet. <laughs> okay. Well, the next program is about handling stress during the holidays. Now, Let's face it, this was about the holidays at the end of the year, but guess what? Every month has a holiday. Well, except for August, and oh, August is my birthday. August 1st is my birthday. So now you can even use these ideas towards every month. So as you watch the program, I want you to use these ideas for the next holiday that's coming up. Stress. You know, during the holiday season, we seem to have more stress than we ever have. You know, how many of you have stress? What, the rest of you are just carriers? I don't have stress, I give it. Well, for the next few minutes, we are gonna give you some specific how-tos. Not only how you can deal with stress during the holiday season, but how you can have more fun too. Just say no. Now, the holiday season, I know, is a season of giving, but when you think about it, You have all the regular things you must do all the time, and then we have all the other things added on top of it. So one way to deal with stress during the holidays is learn to say no. Now one way to do that is realize that N-O could be no, a no or denial, or K-N-O-W could be a no of trying to learn more. Instead of saying, no, I'm gonna deny you of this, you need to know more about it. So during the holiday season, you really need to learn how to say no. Be kind to yourself. 
plan extra activities for you so you can truly enjoy the holiday season instead of feeling like people are always taking from you schedule a relaxing lunch with a friend that you haven't seen for a while buy that ticket to that concert that you've always wanted to see and make sure that you go don't let other people direct you away from you really having the enjoyment during the season that you deserve here are three other ideas to help you deal with stress during the holiday season. Number one, watch your diet. You're going to be able to eat a lot of things at the parties. So during the regular meals, eat a little less. Number two, make sure you don't forget your regular exercise. Don't let other things take you away from that because you need it now more than ever. And last thing, drink more water. One of the greatest gifts we can give anybody is the gift of knowledge. During the holiday season, you have an opportunity to give a gift to your families and friends like no other gift you can give them. Take them to the library. They can actually go to the library and get a book, get a tape, get a video, get software for free to help them improve their lives. Also during the holiday season, the most valuable card in your wallet is not your MasterCard or Visa. It's your library card. Give people you love a library card for Christmas and you'll have less stress. Also, it won't cost you anything either. <laughs> Leo Biscalia says, whenever you're under stress, grab something and hug it. Now, if it's a person, ask permission. <laughs> now, my wife is a too petite. She doesn't like hugging very much because she says every time someone hugs her, all she gets to do is smell armpits. But Leo says, whenever you're under stress, grab something and hug it and count to 10 backwards. It's kind of like a mini timeout. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And that should make you feel better. Now, if it doesn't, rip its head off. Oh, that makes you feel good. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a dismember. Remember, during stressful times, you have to vent sometimes. But make sure when you vent, it's at the right place, at the right time, in the right way, with the right people. Remember what the holiday season is really all about. It's about celebrating the birthday of a man who laid down two principles. His first principle was unconditional love. In other words, I love you all no matter what. There's nothing any of you can do to me to stop me from loving you. Now, there's a lot of things you can do to me to get me to prosecute you, but there's nothing you can do to me to stop me from loving you. And his second principle is the power of forgiveness. When you forgive somebody, you're not forgiving them for them, you're forgiving them for you, so you can let go and get on with your life. And also, why don't you forgive yourself? None of us are perfect. The power of forgiveness will free you. So during this holiday season, be more loving and be more forgiving. And I promise you'll have a better season. How'd you like? All right, we got some stuff to talk about, and I have some stuff to show you too. He gave me some ideas. Yes, yes, they're clapping. Did y'all did y'all see him adjust to every room? Did you? If the room, yeah, was that's, big, he was that's big. when I had hair. <laughs> Golden locks. The room was big. He was big. If the room was small, he was small. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see yeah. that? Did you uh, notice his tone go back and forth? I did. I also know that like when he was doing the introduction to it, I noticed how the camera was far away, but his audio was clear, clean, and crisp. Hey, all right. So you 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 you're doing me a solid favor now because this is what I wanted to do. You're doing me a solid favor. When I got a well, when I was getting ready to get adopted, this is a couple of years before, there was this 
we had VHS and this was it was called basketball. No, dazzling dunks, dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. If I tell you there was only there was only two things we could watch, Michael Jackson, Moonwalker and dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. And here it is right here. And it came out in 1989. It went straight to direct to video. 1989. Now I want to show you all something real quick because that second, whoever produced that video, this is cutting edge technology. So let's see, uh, dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. So here it is. I'm sure it's on here, right here. Here is 1989 dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. And I want you to know in 1989 VHS, this was cutting edge technology. And I want you to look at Phil's video, the humor consultant's video, and look at this video, because I need y'all to don't look at this as 2023 looking backwards. I need you to know this was like a $100,000 production, because <laughs> that's what this was. Okay, I need y'all to get that. <laughs> How is this any different? So CBS Fox, which you'll never see together today. CBS Fox, you have this. So this human consultant video is on the same level. And I'll just I'll just come here. Like sound effects. Welcome to the NBA's dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. I'm Marv Albert. And I'm, I'm gonna start right there before they give me a copy right here. Oh, let me just do it right up here. Just want y'all to know that the quality of this video is way up there. All right, way up there, rivaling CBS and Fox. Okay, so can we unmute our mic and just clap for that, please? There ain't no. All right, there you go. There you go. There ain't somebody walk around with no camcorder. Clap, clap for the video production department of the state state of health or the state of Ohio. There you go. Right. They're the ones that did. It. I didn't. I didn't do any of that. I'm just <laughs> as impressed as you are how they did it. What, the, the music in the background and the, the crashing with the dismember. What do you think yeah. that's when it's? They they did a great job. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. As soon as he threw, it, I hear the sound effects and stuff. It was perfect. It was perfect. All right, let's get some feedback. Okay, since I'm already unmuted, I'll go ahead and go. The, okay, this one. Holidays are the worst. Let me tell you. And I, when we, um, so on on my end, right before the holiday, I started making a habit of asking questions. Do you need anything? What time are you going to start cooking? Do you need help cooking? What time do I need to show up? Because I get the text message the day of the holiday. It's like, hey, what time are you coming this way? And I already know I got to stop by a grocery store on the day of the holiday because something was forgotten. So I started doing my doing my my questions before. Do you have all of your ingredients? Do do you need me to go to the store? <laughs> because don't nobody want to go to the store on a holiday. But that's like that that is what happens every year. And so watching this, there was something that Mr. Phil said. Uh, it, I believe it was in the "Be Kind to You" section. He was like, "Schedule something for you." 
I never thought about doing that before during a holiday because during the holiday, everything gets hectic. And then he said, you already have everything that happens on a day-to-day basis on top of you. Holiday, just add some more. And when he said, I, it dawned on, I was like, man, that is so true. It's like during the hol- it, holidays, birthdays, special celebrations, it's like extra stuff. So for the holidays, I never thought about the just just scheduling something just for you, like going to a movie or getting a mani patty race. Um, I never <laughs> she my mani patty partner, <laughs> and I never thought about that before the like before even during the holiday just to decompress yourself so you can be prepared for all the family and then saying no like when I first watched this I caught the saying no part I missed the k-n-o-w no I missed that part because the more you know the easier it is for you to make the decision of yes or no like okay yes mom I will go to the store for you or mom it's two weeks before I'm going to give you this no now so you can go ahead and make sure you have all of your all of your ingredients for everything you need because I'm not going to the store on the holiday I'm not fighting that traffic I'm not fighting those people I'm not doing it so I need to k-n-o-w if you have everything because I'm giving you a n-o in advance so what 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 do you need to go get from the store are you too tired I'll drive. Just let me know whatever you need. Let's go get this stuff now. Or, mom, I'm not going. I'm not going to the store to buy a gift last minute. I know you may have forgotten, but it's okay. They'll be okay this year. Just give them a gift card. They'll be fine. <laughs> They'll be fine this year. <laughs> but no, this this one really makes you because holidays are stressful when they shouldn't even be stressful. There, and Christmas is the worst. Thanksgiving we just cook. That's it. But Christmas is the worst. It's like. It's supposed to be a celebration. It adds it adds more stress than waking up and going to work every day. I'd rather go to work than ha- have to deal with Christmas. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> but this one is well needed because not a lot of people know how to handle things. And if they have this information prior to any holiday, they'll be able to deal with the crazy family members. They'll be able to deal with the drama of the holidays because it, it never fails. It's always that one relative (laughs) it's always that one relative and if they have this information prior to they would have went and gotten their mani pedis and gone to the movies or gone out to eat by themselves just to have their me time so they can be decompressed so by the time that crazy relative come around they're like oh i'm ready for you this year what's going on nope not doing that yeah that sounds great nope not even going down that route you know what how about you have a seat over here and just relax with everybody else and then you go on about your business like you'll have a whole routine ready for them because you're ready <laughs> like mr phil and Miss susan got you ready it's like no and no but no this video was absolutely awesome it again we never think about stress over the holidays because we're too stressed to think about being stressed over the holidays so this was this was awesome Good stuff. Good stuff. Talisha. And I'm going to just say the elephant in the room. It's a bunch of people with terrible sex lives. That's why y'all so stressed out. You cannot be stressed out with a great sex life. You just cannot. They don't they don't fit together. (laughs) Go go ahead, Talisha. Speaking of sex, I feel like 
people that come to work need to have early in the morning because exactly <laughs> you should clearly showing you ain't <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um um no so i want to say this was amazing um stress i'm gonna tell you on the employer side compared to uh the customers because i used to work at kroger's and so we, y'all go in the store and y'all be like, oh, wow, they're setting up for Thanksgiving already? Oh, wow, they're setting up for Easter and it's only uh, Christmas, right? We have these charts that we look at, these these uh, yearly charts. And so when we look at them, we look at them, we like, okay, so what, uh, this year our numbers were like this. This is what we want this year, right? And so it's all for, the on the employer side, it's all about the numbers. It's all about uh, making sure that we have everything in stock for the employee, uh, for the customers when they come in. However, Valentine's, worst one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. It's just some flowers and some candy. Like, I, I just don't understand it, but it's a big deal for everybody. They have these tents going on outside. People are coming in there like, oh, I need to make sure I have a, a you know, a dozen roses. You understand. And they I, want messed, the name I messed and they... up all year. So I got to make up today. You know, I've been messing up all year. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> So they are like, they want these chocolate covered strawberries. It's just on the employer side, it is very stressful when it comes to holidays because you have people coming in there, oh, uh, this is not what I asked for. You have, it's like you have to be on your P's and Q's on everything. So uh, Phil and Susan, this stress, what you're speaking of is stress, it's, it's all around. It's, it's, a, it's a circle when it comes to the, the customers, versus the employees um even when we do like the what do you call it when you feed the homeless uh houston food bank do it but it's uh it's, it's actually a name oh super bowl care that's what they used to call it in, in kroger so customers you come in there we're asking for your money yes we are we're in there saying hey would you like to donate a dollar for the food drive or whatever and you're just like i just spent like $200 in here and now you want me to give you more money right yes, and guess what true. on y'all end y'all see it as that like you actually we asked for more money and the back end we're getting yelled at hey you're not asking enough customers for uh this dismissing we're like we are they just saying no you know so we have to figure out how to get these customers to say no we know what I did I brought my cute little daughter up there and she sold the whole thing right and <laughs> and then after that they were just like okay yeah um have your cute little daughter come up here every year and sell the stuff. That's what the managers did. They allowed me to bring my daughter to work. It was just bring my daughter to work that week until we sold a lot of stuff. And she was aggressive. Like, I was just like, oh, where did this come from? Like, she, the people would pass up. She was like, excuse me, she two, three years old. Excuse me, would you like to donate? Da, da, da. Some of the kids, some people didn't want to uh, tell her no, so they'll just walk off. She'll follow up behind them, get on their basket. Stroll, I mean, like literally get on their basket and ask them until they come back. They, they'll say, oh, well, I'll see you at the check line check out right they'll get the money come to the and they don't forget her they'll come give her five dollars give her ten dollars this is not for the store this is for you and i just like I, like I couldn't let her have it because we would have gotten in trouble but it was just the idea um it was very the point is that it was stressful you know on the employer side of of things so yeah this was amazing phil you you, you laid it out of how people should be uh, during holidays and I feel like like literally this needs to be put on TV now like literally now that's fair, <laughs> that's fair. 
That's fair. And I'm I'm sure he can still do a bang up job because he can. Go ahead, Renee. So, okay. Now, I love the holiday season. However, and it makes me it makes me glad that I don't I don't live close to, to my family because I know all of them will probably be trying to give me gray hairs. Um, but it was really you don't there's there's sometimes I you don't think I don't I don't think about myself in terms around a holiday season. I'm probably the last person I think about. And it's and that's deep because you you're constantly doing you're constantly doing there's a lot there's a lot more service that is going on especially around the holidays it's like it's like okay you go over here you go over there you know what i'm saying church is doing is doing something out in the community a little bit more and it's and that's amazing because um i don't really think about myself but then you know you don't Taking time, I, I, I like how, how you guys said to take time for, for yourself. And, and I'm really getting better with saying no. I, I, I'm really loving that. And one thing I love about no is that it is a complete, a complete sentence. That's one thing I really love about no. It is, it's, you don't have to say no, but blah, blah, blah. No, that, the no always suffices. And... And that that really is amazing to me because I'm like, okay, no, no. Uh, it's music to my ears just saying no. Sometimes when I tell when I tell profit no, it's just like, oh, yay, no. Oh, or sometimes, hell no, if I'm feeling that way. But anyway, um I really it it is a very stressful, it's a very stressful time. And I, I really enjoyed what you guys were saying, but I I I almost choked on what I was eating when you said the the the, the dismember bear. I was like, oh, I said I need one of those so I can go terminator on it. Cause I kind of felt like you went terminator <laughs> a little bit on that bear, but that was freaking awesome <laughs> because it's like, oh, it's like sometimes I mean, you just Kill the but bear, or kill your coworker, right? So yeah, I might need to do yeah. that because I have a, I have an eight over here that that the Jay gave me last year. I might just, you know, and then just go, you know, what I'm saying like Stone Cold Steve Austin on it and just pin mm-hmm. it, you know, and just throw it around the room. That might really work too. But um, I absolutely loved it because it's you got you brought a lot of things that. I didn't really think about um, and some things that I really want to use, especially, you know, Jay's birthday is coming up. That's a holiday. And then here and then here we are, you know, what I'm saying your birthday is coming up. That's another holiday. So it's it's a lot of things coming up and it helps to be like, OK, <sighs> to breathe and to still make time for yourself because we we have to always make time for ourselves because we are the biggest project we're ever going to work on. It's just, it's us. So everything's just starts with us. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. But yeah, I'm going to probably throw something, throw, throw that, throw that ape around this room probably quite a few times, you know, but I'm going to record yeah. it so you guys can see it. <laughs> but I yeah, was- no, no, no doubt. Let me say this before we get to Sandra. It's not just evergreen information because that's evergreen is information that could be used 
throughout generations. It is practical and easily applicable immediately. And that's that, that's what makes this so powerful because it's not just evergreen. It is right now we can make these changes and see an impact in our daily lives. So good. Talisha, by the way, your hair looks amazing, by the way. It sure does. Yes. <laughs> she came back. Okay, Sandra. Y'all let my hair poof like that? Y'all ain't gonna never hear from me. Ever. You hear me? Grace, ever. <laughs> Sandra, you want to say something? Okay, yeah. There's several things I want to say. Talk, take your time. Man. Feel. Feel Siren Tonal. I need you to please put those bears back in they need to come out <laughs> of retirement by any means necessary because oh my god just the thought of being able to be at the job and nothing else works like Deanna was saying earlier and I couldn't get to my mic and get stuff done but just the thinking of traveling to work because that's what I be trying to do, trying to get to work. It, it's it's called hell before you even get to the job. And then when you get to the job, there's more of the stuff going on. And they call me the sunshine and the smile. I be going through doing what you was describing. However, <laughs> I need some plates. So it's like a whole set of things that you are doing and have done that need to come back and need to come out of retirement so that it could get back into circulation because it shows from then to now that they need, what you call that thing when you get, um, what is that called when you get, when you immunize? <laughs> like shots like like uh like immunizations okay got you okay yeah. got you that, that's what needs to happen because <laughs> just like antonio t smith jr was saying about with each scene you changed in each situation on a job people don't know how to do that I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, sure. I'm just saying, they don't know how to be happy. They don't know how to be calm. They don't know how to fit in the moment without losing it. So with all of that that you were showing, all of that goes into play in the place of, of work. And even those stressful times, like you were saying, like the holiday time. That needs to be done because nobody is a child today. And that means nobody wants to sit at the children's table. So that means when they <laughs> when they call for everybody to come to sit down, <laughs> everybody's gonna come to the table and they're gonna think they're not supposed to be <laughs> at the little table. So there needs to be a lot of that 
right now still going on. I love that. And on a personal note, can you please um, come to work with me tomorrow since I got to go back? <laughs> Get <laughs> your same, request in possible. now. Same, so the salesman in me heard two sales <laughs> opportunities. This this member and this this member and take the humor consultants to work with you. Okay. Now that's that's now that's gonna cost some money now. Okay, it's gonna cost some money, you know. Uh, you know, about fifty thousand dollars. But but you know, they'll go, they'll go, they'll go to work with you. It's no problem. Tony, you know what else they need? Yes, a, a, a soundproof room where you can go in there and scream. Yeah. Loud as you want. Now that that actually and break China. Huh. What that I actually think, makes sense now. I have I a think, prayer room and a cussing yeah. room. <laughs> that makes sense. There, there, there's a need for both now. That's it. You ain't never lie. And I think every put them every, on two different ends yeah. of, the, of the of the office. <laughs> and not should not only should every office have that, but every school should have. Every 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 school from elementary to high school and every college just should have one place on campus where they can go and just decompress before they either move to the next class or something. The, and and maybe just have one whole built like for for college campuses have one small building where each room is something different. So you have the screen room, you have the cussing room, you have the the okay. break plate room, you got the I just need to meditate room. Um, I think that would be awesome. And yes, the teachers do need that. Like, it, and it's for everyone because last year I really learned dealing with Dawn that even little kids need a spot to go decompress. And it never dawned on me how much uh, public service announcement stop putting you on your kids and pay attention to what you pass on to your kids because kids eight-year-old kids should not be stressing and eight-year-old kids should not be worried about perfection okay back to what we're talking about <laughs> but um very welcome but i definitely i i completely agree. like every company should have a built-in screen room built-in break room built-in cuss room and just just a place where you and charlie can go sit and you know you can have a you can hug on charlie or you can rip up charlie it just depends on the mood you in at the time and I think, uh, oh, and I think a Charlie should be present in every single classroom from grades, or well, from from all grades, from K to 12. There should be a Charlie in every single classroom. And the students should be able to get up, grab Charlie, either rip him up and toss him at his at the other kids or, <laughs> or hug on Charlie and then go sit back down. I really think there should be a Charlie in every classroom, like every single classroom. We're going to try to get those redone again. We'll find someone else. If we get to the last, if we get to the last. But for every school, in every city, in every nation, in everywhere, everywhere. Because children going into school, period, they need to be <laughs> real quick. Yeah, if we if we get to the last, if we get to the last video. When, I, when he's going to show up one more time, but there's a line I ended, I've added to the end. So don't, don't, 
tune out the next time he comes up. Pay attention because I've added a line to it that I think is pretty funny. Sweet. And we're going to watch the entire video as well, no matter how long it takes. It's Friday. Y'all ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, the last, one's, yeah, yeah. the last one's awesome. So you got to stay for that. Yeah, the yeah. last one is pretty. It's 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 me a little different. It's me from, from the stage. You see me, you see me working it. Sweet, sweet. And you but this next one is this next one's my this Wait. next one's my favorite. All right, all right. Y'all this next one, y'all, y'all, y'all are doing a great job with feedback. Keep it up, because yeah, Susan, yeah, Susan is gonna she's gonna get fifty million testimonies from this, and then like all sorts of stuff because she, she can put it in the script, transcribe it. Like so many different things are gonna happen from this. Well, I'm just humbled that it's hopefully it makes a difference in your life. That's 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 the greatest gift you can give me. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Talisha. Okay, the next one is learning how to communicate during the holidays. Okay, so we'll watch that one right. Oh yes, that one's nice. I'm I'm excited already. Uh, Go. Did you want to say something real quick, Talisha? No, go ahead, Miss Susan. No, I was just going to say, in Columbus, Ohio, and in the state of Ohio, these two locations are two big hot spots um, in Ohio. Um, the Columbus Metropolitan Library is amazing. I used to take my kids there all the time, and they're just, it's just amazing. I've never seen anything like it. And then COSI, the Center of Science and Industry, where the next one is, is an amazing place. I've I mean, you go on field trips there um, for schools. I've taken my kids there many, many times. We have a blast when we were there. We were members so that we could go whenever we wanted. So that's why I like those two videos. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. All right. Well, Talisha? Um, When y'all were talking about the different things that they need in school, I remember they used to have actual live animals. Like at the beginning of the school year, the kids have to choose a pet for the classroom. And so whatever that pet was, uh, that was supposed to be the class pet and everybody's supposed to, uh, I guess, when they're going through stuff, they can go and talk to the pet or whatever. Some people did fish and did, uh, what do you call them, lizards? Those big, y'all know what I'm talking about. They're huge, mm-hmm. but they're not lizards. They're, they're oh, lizards. Yes, those. They would have those, you know, some people do rabbits, um, but it was supposed to be that concept. Uh, however, they did start this uh, engaging in that for some weird reason. I don't know why uh, they stopped doing that. Uh, maybe maybe but some of the kids was like, I should take them home. They were dismembers. The pet's a, a really great idea. And it's so easy to have a little rabbit or something in the classroom and the kids take turns with um we were blessed with um you know where our kids went to this uh, little private school that the teachers i don't know if you remember who um jack hannah jack hannah the he was the head of the columbus he's the animal guy he was always on tv with all the wild animals he's traveled all over the world and is an expert on every type of animal. Oh, yes. Yes, Jack Hanna. And so um, Mitchka traveled with him um, and worked with him. So she then was their teacher. It was her mom's school and she was their teacher. So she always brought in exotic animals, snakes. I mean, wrapped around my daughter. I mean, and so they love, 
animals and got to experience all those and touch them. And I think it's so important for kids. That is a really important thing um, to learn how to care for and, and nurture an animal. Uh oh, you muted yourself, Susan. Yeah, I think it's so important to have that in the classroom where the kids can nurture and take care of and learn about taking care of something. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and I'm pretty sure that the lawsuits that took animals out of school, you know, you know, we complain about stuff now today. Who was that for to say something? Yeah, Felicia. I was just gonna also mention um prayer, prayer rooms. Um, reason being is because my daughter goes to it's called a public school, but honestly, it's private because not everyone can get in. It takes years for you to get into the school. It's like a waiver or whatever. However, they go based off your grades and you know, all of that other stuff. Um, the one my daughter particularly goes to is a lot of Muslims there, uh, a lot of uh, Arabian kids there. And so my daughter tells me, she's like, mom, um, it's sad that you know my friend can't pray out loud. She was like, she has to go in the restroom to pray. I was like, the, the restroom? You know, and I was just like, because you know, with their religion, they have to, I think a certain, uh, every hour or something like that, they have to go and do a prayer. And so you would think that school, since they have a large amount of Muslims there, that you would make a room for them. No, these kids are asking teachers to leave, the, uh, to go take a break, and they got to go in the restroom and pray. So I feel like that is something else that needs to be allowed, um, some type of room for these kids who have their, for their religious basis to be able to go in there and pray. Yeah, and they pray five times a day. They pray five times a day. It is... Uh, Fajir, Tahir, Asir, Mahrib, and Isha. So that's just the degrees up there. They come out every now and then. And they don't even do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. You, you know, putting your hand on your heart. Oh, you know, it's, yeah. it's really gotten yeah. away from all of that. that Lawsuits. We grew up with. Yeah. Lawsuits. And, and now. And now slaves learn skills. So that's that's a thing happening in Florida right now. Good job, Florida. Good job. Benefit. Slave, slavery was good. It was, was a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a benefit. Because we learned skills. Yay. All um, right. <laughs> Listen. Uh, school, 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 school. All right. We are back at it those ideas huh we got to see the dismember again well guess what he's coming back one more time but this next section is a section about communicating see none of us will ever be more successful than our ability to communicate trust me I am the perfect example of because I have the ability to articulate I'm usually perceived to be much more intelligent than I actually am yeah, I was in the 10% of the class that made the top 90% possible. But because I can communicate, because I can articulate, because I know how to develop trust and rapport with people, I get things, I go places, I make an income that people who are more brilliant than I'll ever be get to go to or do. So I hope during this next section, you pick up some ideas so you can learn to be a better communicator. Happy Holidays! PH1 viewers, last year we came to you from the library. This year we're going to talk about communication. 
If I can give you a number of ideas to help you communicate better during the holiday season, you and everyone around you will have more fun. Listen. Huh? Listen. You know, listening is one of the toughest things in communication. My gift to Gab has hurt me in my communication process. Now it's helped me as a speaker, it's hurt me in my communication process. I've had people all my life say, Sorrentino, it's better to be silent and be thought ignorant than to speak and remove all doubts. I had somebody else say to me, Phil, the steam that blows the whistle doesn't make the engine run. Someone else said, a hermit in Galleon, Ohio, and there's still hermits in this world, they're very hard to find. He said, Phil, you need to appreciate the silence between the words. So what are the keys during your holiday season? I want you to listen. And one of the greatest ways to listen is to use the echo technique. In other words, when somebody says something to you, you just echo the last phrase. Oh, we went up to the lake the other day. You went up to the lake? Oh yeah, we got a new boat and we went fishing. You went fishing? Oh yeah, and we caught this wonderful trout. A trout? Now, you have to go, oh, really, or huh? Because if you keep going echo, 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 they're gonna think you're deaf. So what we want you to do is go echo, echo, oh, echo, echo, really, echo, echo, wow. So if you're gonna be a better communicator during the holiday season, make a commitment to listen better. Impact. Your communication impacts people, just like this stone impacted these bricks. Let's have an experiment. Everybody out there, pretend like you have a lemon. Okay, now get your knife, cut the lemon in half, feel the juice running down your arm. All right, take the lemon. Oh, see the lemon, there's little wedges. Oh, there's a seed, pop that seed out. Take that lemon, put that lemon up to your nose and smell lemon. Think pledge if that's helpful, okay? Now bite the lemon. Oh, bite the lemon. Mm. Swish that juice right around. Okay, put your lemons down. Okay, how many of you winced when you bit your lemon? How many of you salivated? Think about this. I affected your body with my words and my words weren't even true. So during the holiday season, make sure you watch your words because they will impact people. Things are not always what they appear. During the holiday season, when you talk to people and you're communicating with people, remember, what they may be telling you may not be the rest of the story. Dr. Stephen Covey got on a subway in New York City. A couple stops later, a man got on the subway with two children. Their behavior was unacceptable. Dr. Covey went up to the gentleman and said, Sir, you ought to be reading my books and listening to my tapes. The man looked up to him and he said, Sir, I'm sorry, but my wife was just hurt and we're heading home and I don't know what we're going to do. And the kids don't know what they're going to do. Did Dr. Covey's perspective change? Did your perspective just change? Always remember, there's the rest of the story. The Indians tell us to walk a moon in their moccasins. A moon is 28 days. Some of us don't take 28 seconds to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. So remember, things usually are not what they appear. Balance. One of the keys to communication is to make sure you establish balance. And there's a process called neuro-linguistic programming. It is a communication tool. It's been around for 25 years. And it talks about how we all like to pick different channels to communicate on. There's the auditory channel, there's a visual channel, and there's a feeling channel. Now audio people, they like to talk very specific and succinctly. And they'll say, listen to me, I want you to hear what I'm saying, I hope it rings true. 
Visual people, since a picture's worth a thousand words, visual people can't stop, talk fast enough. And they say, can you imagine this happening to us? Just picture us getting this done. Finally, there's the feeling channel. Whoa, 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 feelings again in my life. Now, feeling people, they'll tell you, I know you told me and I know you showed me, but it doesn't feel right. I actually can't put my finger on it. A lot of these in California, by the way. So if you're gonna make sure that you have balanced communication in your life, you need to first determine when persons, when someone is talking to you, what channel are they broadcasting on? Adjust your communication style to match their channel, then you will have balance, then we will have rapport, and then we can get into real communication. Computers, think of all that we get out of a computer. We have the internet, we have video games, we have spreadsheets, we have email. Computers help us out so much in our lives. And guess what? Everything that comes out of a computer comes out of a one or a zero. It's a binary system. So all the things that computers bring to us are a result of combining one and zero in different ways. What if your communication during the holiday season would come out of love and forgiveness? In other words, for the next few weeks, all of your communication is a variation of love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. Wow, would you have a holiday that you would remember for the rest of your life? The holiday season, an opportunity to eat too much, drink too much, spend too much money, but your success and happiness during this season is a function of your ability to communicate. None of you will ever have a more successful season than you will have based on your ability to communicate. So please, take the ideas we've suggested during this program and make a commitment to implement them. And then you and yours will have a happier holiday season. I hope you take these ideas. All right, it's talkie talkie time. Yes. Yes. So who's first and Can please? I say, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Yes. Whoever Deanna, you're first. Okay, you're first. Deanna, you're first. Please also bring up the many different backgrounds and how Phil was still on script while doing all those crazy things. Can I go? Yes, Grace got it. Okay. You saved her. She was multitasking anyway. <laughs> so, okay, with the different backgrounds, okay, because when I saw this first Tuesday, I was like, wait, first of all, how I feel balancing on this big unicycle because I would have been scared. I know he was strapped up and everything and on a rope. I still would have been scared if I would have went this way or that way. It was a wrap, okay? But <laughs> Ed, Ed, my thought process was how is he concentrating on riding his unicycle and speaking the right words to the camera because I'm like uh-uh I would not be able to focus on uh, my focus would be so be uh I need to make sure I'm balanced on this bike <laughs> make sure I'm balanced on this you're just like okay so that was, that was one thing I was like okay Mr. Phil is very talented the other thing is when he was saying things don't always appear as they seem when he was giving the example of, of Stephen Covey on the subway with the with the gentleman with the kids, yeah. you know, because a lot of times you when you when you see stuff like that, you be like, uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need you to get your kids. You know better than that, but you don't know what's going on. And so, you know, uh, just having a conversation with somebody, you can you can understand because you don't know what people are going through. Um, you know, uh, when you're when you're at work, 
and somebody having a bad day or whatever, or somebody's having a bad moment, and then they're have you know they're kind of aggressive, have an attitude or whatever. And if you say, "Oh, that's just the way so and so is," it you don't know what's going on though. You know, have you ever stopped to ask why is this person like that? You know, have you ever stopped to talk to them? Hey, what's going on? Something I can do to help or whatever. You know, that's true. So, that's very true. So I mean, that's feeling home. Well, no doubt, no doubt. Thank you, Grace. Appreciate you. So you look nice this morning too. You, you look like you took a bath last night. Good That's job. It. There you go. Okay, go ahead, Renee. Then Talisha. Oops. Okay, I I muted. Then I muted myself. Um. So okay, there are a couple things. I was like, woo. First thing you that you said, and I was like, man, that is far on the. Um, the crater that had made that big impact. I was looking at that and I said, snap. I said, ooh. And I, I started to think like, okay, what happened there? And then you started talking about the impact of our words. And I said, ooh. It made me think like, shoot, how many, how many of us, a lot of us are dealing with the impact of people's uh, sometimes of people's negative words, but there also is a great impact over the positive words that people have said. But I think it really it I am I'm, I'm a visual brain myself, so that it kind of put it even more into perspective. Like, okay, what words am I speaking, making it personal over myself, over other people? Is it is it leaving a print? Like like the like what you were showing in the video, I was like, "Ooh, we that really was like two ain't no way." <laughs> I give you props for being on that unicycle because I said, <laughs> I said, "Oh no!" But it it every time that it is like the room started to like the room was was huge, and then there you are, and then it just brought even more into focus everything that you were saying so it was almost kind of like like when we look at different things going on in our lives things seem like on a huge scope it seems a lot bigger than us and then you kind of brought everything into perspective it was like bam and I was like oh snap okay yeah. I was like whoa I didn't even think of it that way and I, I was like, but ain't no that's, way I could have did that. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. Keep going, but that was great. That was a great observation. I was like, man, but ain't no way I could have been on that on that bicycle because I would have been like, help somebody. <laughs> there should be a parachute or something. Like we used to play in school. We had the game, you know, say with the parachute and running over. Somebody's got to have that under that because I don't know how I could have got down, but you did great. But I don't know if that could have been me. <laughs> but it was just um, incredibly, it was just incredible. I really appreciated every example that you gave because it it hit home. It hit home because I, like I said, I'm I got a visual mind. So when when you see things, it's like, ooh, but that impact. It really, really hit because I I want 
to speak positivity, especially in my own life, because if I speak positivity in my life, then it can spew on to Talisha, can spew on to everybody, because that's what I'm speaking to myself. So I feel like a lot of things that we speak about ourselves only spew on the other people, because I always say hurt people hurt people. So if I'm hurt, I'm going I'm going to hurt Antonio. I'm not saying that I'll be able to, but I'm going to try to because that's what I'm that's what I'm putting on myself. So that was just that was just awesome. Okay, well there you go. I also there, want to say was awesome. I winced. I winced when I bit my imaginary lemon. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yep. Go ahead, Delisha. I wanted to say the we'll imagery, take you then we watch the video. Keep going. I want to say the imagery was definitely there. Uh, being like uh, um, Renee was saying, speak, especially when you're speaking to visual people, it, when you said bit, bite the lemon, cut the lemon, take the seeds out the lemon, all of that, like I was there with you. Like I was actually cutting that lemon. I was actually taking the seed. Like I was like, oh, I got, but when you said uh, get that one seed, I was like, oh wait, I got about 10 of them. Let me get them all out. You know, so I was going a little bit overboard, but I was really following what you were saying. And I like every example that you gave. It, it was just like, you gave an example, you took us there. And then after you took us there, there was a message behind what you was trying to tell us, which was even better you know? And so it may, I feel like that would be good for any audience, no matter if you're an introvert or not, you got it, you understood it. And it made that childlike uh, side of you come out, you know, who would not want to go there with you with the words that you were speaking. Um, I enjoyed the, what, what did y'all call it? A yucca, the, the one, what do you call it? The unibite. Like, you know, like, okay. I thought you were trying um, to say so, ukulele. Um, the unicycle was very amazing. I was just like, oh yes. Annette it came out of nowhere, question. didn't it? it? Came all yes, out of nowhere. It did. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that was very amazing. It was just like, uh, okay, after this, feel what we're doing. We're about to go jump out the airplane, you know, because this was it was just really good. Um, I do want to mention when you were talking, I don't I, what was those white things you were standing by and they were like far apart you ran to one side and you ran to the other side i'm not sure what what that what what the uh something unique to the area like a sound booth or something or something i have no idea what it was yeah so the, it, it reminded me of bill not science guy though yes the way he ran across <laughs> yeah. and that was not really one of the science museums and mm-hmm. the, um the, what you call them like for uh the astronauts and all that stuff to show how Echo bounces off of stuff so that you can hear from the other end on that side. So if someone was on the other side and you spoke into that, then they would literally be able to hear you because of the echoing from that area to that area. Because when you speak it over here, it'll hit that and bounce over there. And whoever's standing over there can actually hear you. Thank you for uh, sharing that, Sandra. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to say with those echoes, when you explain, Mr. Phil, about how communication works and how to use that the last words that they're saying to kind of keep the conversation going, it's great because sometimes like when people are speaking, um, my mind may be somewhere else. And then when they say something like, oh, what did you say? You know, or like, oh, I'm just catching on to what they're saying or something like that. So that reminds us to be uh, very 
be an active listener when we're when we're um speaking when we're talking i mean when we're listening to others so i that that's what i got out of that and then when it came to um the computers and all the noise that was going on in the background i wouldn't have been able to do that that would have been i would have like y'all need to get out of here or something or we can't shoot right here because I, I would hear the, so many people and trying to remember my line, you know, so <laughs> I think you did an overall amazing job, Mr. Phil. Um, and uh, it's very exciting. And you you definitely put your point out there in every explanation that you give. Yeah, good job. Great observation, because th- that, that's when the computers were all stacked up. He had his head in between. And that was I'm assuming that was the point of that to show the hustle and bustle of work and how everything's so busy but the computers are just so simple ones and zeros right it was a contrast going on go ahead Sandra then we'll play the video okay I don't know the exact name for those things but I do know that that's what they do because you know the 13 grandchildren and the children we always been something in the four great grands I'm and that library thing that's one of the things that I thought about was how was how much I was able to spend time with with the grandchildren and children and great grands being able to be at the library. So having that, all of that was good. I'm gonna just say that because yeah, I got something from all of it. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. I sure thank you. Thank you for being the one to know that. I didn't know what it was. If I have grandchildren, somebody going to jail. That's for sure. No way, jail immediately, Grace. You hear me? Immediately. All right, let's. I think this. Oh, so this is the last video, and uh, let's take some good notes. Well, no, let's not take good notes. Let's not take good notes. I, I don't want you. I don't want that part of your brain working. I want you to receive. I don't want you to like. Let's. let's I haven't taken a note because I've been listening to it. Good, dude. So don't don't take notes. So don't, don't take notes. But let's. Let's let's put ourselves in the crowd. There we go. There we go. Let's put ourselves in the crowd and let's just enjoy it. Then we'll have good solid feedback. It's about 30. It's yeah, about it was 30. a big audience too. It's far going far back. All right. So, so we just take get to a see seat all that. in the audience. Let's take a seat in the audience. There's 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 one more chair just for y'all. One more chair. Is <laughs> on communicating and have a better life. Let me say this here. So your expect your expectation here should be about 30, 45 minutes. So just so dig, dig in, get ready. Cause I don't want y'all 10 minutes in and go, oh, what's going in? So there you go. So go on, go on, get you, go on, get your soda real quick. Susan don't want you to have one. She wants you to have you some super greens. We're gonna get <laughs> there you go. All right, here we go. This last section is a section that I had a gift to do. I have a client of mine, it's the national. Emergency Number Association, 911. I've spoken for them for eight of their last nine annual conventions. Now, in the tape, I say nine out of the last eight. <laughs> Go figure. But what a great group. This program I developed, it was 11.30 the night before. They had a speaker cancel, and they said, Phil, can you give us 30 minutes for our general session the next day? It's a little different. I think you'll like it. Here's what I came up with. Ladies and gentlemen, for eight of the last nine years, our very own humor consultant, Phil Sorrentino. 
Thank you very much. Now, whoa, Ryan, what's your name? Allison, come on up here. Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, we would not even begin to do what we do if it wasn't for teamwork. So these two people were nice enough to bring this out for me today so that I can spend a few minutes with you this morning. Let's thank Ryan and Allison. See ya. Oh, did I get that one? Good morning. Good morning. Nine of the last eight years, huh? What a gift. When we talk about teamwork, one of the greatest definitions for teamwork is out of a book called The Game of Work by Charles Coonram. He says, teamwork is based on great individual execution of assigned responsibilities. Now he goes on to say, not compromise and cooperation. Now I disagree with the second half of that definition. I have five children, and I have three grandchildren. I'm a grandpa. By the way, you all know why grandparents and grandchildren get along so well? They share common enemy. They them together. So I, I literally, I live my life based on compromise and cooperation. But the first half of that definition I believe in spades, and here it is again, is teamwork is based on great individual execution of assigned responsibilities. In other words, for everyone here to be the best team member that we can be on this team is for everyone here to make a commitment to be the best we we can be at what we're supposed to do before we start worrying about what everybody else is doing and not doing. Do I hear an amen on that one? Amen! And here's the kicker. Because we're telling you to be perfect, it doesn't mean we're telling you to be right. Or it is telling you to be right. You know, being perfect is being right. Being our best is willing to be wrong. Being perfect is being right. Being our best is willing to be wrong. I walk into manufacturing companies all over America. I see these signs on the walls. We want you to do it right first time, every time. <laughs> no pressure there. And then we're going to change everything every two weeks. So I think when we talk about teamwork, and especially you in the 911 industry, because of the change, but your pressure to being perfect every time is just always there. But we've got to understand that we're not going to be. But I hope to give you some ideas here this morning in the few minutes I have that will help you deal with those special situations. Also, I believe we have to operate, oper we we have to operate differently as a team. In the past, we operated as a football team. We tried something, we had a meeting. We tried something, we had a meeting. We tried something, we had a meeting. We had offense, we had defense. We had special teams. Could you do this for me? I'm sorry, I can't. I'm on a special team. We had timeouts. Ladies and gentlemen, because of the pace of change and the volume of change, we have to pick a different sport. What sport do you think reflects the environment that you're currently working in? Any ideas? Huh? <laughs> I heard hockey. I define hockey as ballet with weapons. <laughs> now, I believe soccer. 
Think about it. Once a clock starts on a soccer match, does it ever shut off? No. People are injured, we drag them off the field, and the clock is still going. Do you have any meetings in soccer? No. We communicate on the run. I'm going to kick it to you. You better be ready. Today we call this email. <laughs> or voicemail. Sure, you've got areas of responsibility in soccer, but you better be able, go, be able to go from offense to defense in a heartbeat, and if any of your team members are pulled out of position, you better be backing up covering their lane as well as yours. In soccer, we ask you to use your head. We have never asked everybody to use their head more, and especially in the 911 industry. Every one of you as an individual, you must have the freedom and the opportunity to use your head. Because things change so much, at an instant they change. And soccer is co-ed. We've never been more co-ed than we are today. So when we talk about this teamwork approach, one of the things that I am just humbled about to be involved with your group as long as I've been, is just the sense of camaraderie and teamwork, and more importantly, family. We really are a family. And as all the things in families, we have problems and we have we have problems, and for those of you who were <laughs> fortunate enough to be at our problem-solving session yesterday, I thought it was great. I challenged the audience, I said, give me a problem, and we'll work on it and hire it. Lady's hand went up like a rocket ship. I said, what's your problem? She says, I just got a call. My 18-year-old daughter just got a tattoo, and when her dad finds out, he's going to kill her. Now that's a problem, right? Now one thing I had to think about that went into my mind, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow when I talk about your emotional intelligence, because you always must deal with your emotional mind before your rational mind, because your emotional mind is faster than your rational mind. And I immediately thought, now this lady, where is she in emotions? She could be all the way over here that, this guy's not a very good guy. I've had problems. Him and they, they just don't get along. And when he finds out, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and I'm here and I can't even help him. Or she could be over here and say, <laughs> they'll work it out. But it was interesting to see how everybody jumped in and had an idea and had a concept and really pulled together. We had people saying this, oh, yeah. I asked how many had a tattoo. Well, let me ask you here today. How many of you here today have a tattoo? Come on, let me see your hands. Get them up. See, it's not that bad. But it was interesting how everybody came together for that one thing to solve a problem. Right now, I'd like to give you three basic concepts that I think, and I got them out of the book called Conversations with God. Anybody know about, how many know about the book Conversations with God? They're very funny. In book one, it says, you cannot find God with your mind, you can only find God with your heart. Therefore, to find God, we all must lose our mind. I feel holier. I don't know about the rest of you. And he ends book three with these three points. And I think for this group, it's kind of fun. Number one, we are all one. The same spirit that's in you is the same spirit that's in me. What I do to you, I do to me. One number, one nation, we are all one. And with that, we need to understand the power of love. 
And those of you who have heard me speak, you know that I think that's something that's very important. The power of unconditional love. As I told the first-timers, I love every one of you no matter what. There is nothing you can do to me to stop me from loving you. Now there's a lot of things you can do to me to get me to prosecute you. <laughs> but there's nothing you can do to me to stop me from loving you. The power of love. Unconditional love. By the way, you should have seen when I spoke to 900 Teamsters and was telling them about unconditional love. <laughs> and about being more feminine in their leadership style. Now, when I say more feminine, I mean more receptive as opposed to projective. I mean more comforting as opposed to confrontive. I mean more conciliatory as opposed to combative. I simply mean more caring. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. So when I was telling them about unconditional love, they literally looked like deers caught in headlights. <laughs> now, even this can backfire. Two anniversaries ago, I woke up next to my wife. And I turned to her and I said, sweetheart, I have never been more in love with you. I have never been more thrilled that you are my wife. I've never been more thrilled that you still want me as your husband. I think our kids are absolutely spectacular. And on the morning of our anniversary, I just want to tell you how much I truly love you. She looked up to me and she said, I have diarrhea. I said, excuse me? She says, I have diarrhea. I said, is this your way of saying you got a headache? Because <laughs> it's not your head I'm interested in. But <laughs> Well, I had to leave that day. And I go to Fort Lauderdale. I'm doing a program. I'm in the hotel. I'm getting ready to go out there and go do my program. And the phone rings. Ring. Oh, hi, dear. She goes, you're not going to use what I told you this morning in your seminars, are you? <laughs> I said, I'm opening with it tonight. It's my opening bit. So the power of love. Number two, think abundance. Think abundance. Live your life based on abundance. There's plenty out there for everybody. Don't live based on lack. There's always more money looking for good ideas and good ideas looking for money. None of you have a money problem. You all have idea problems. Look at the ideas that get money. Pokemon. Beanie Babies. Unbelievable, the ideas. So you've got to think abundance. Don't think lack. I think Nina has been a great example of how we have progressed over the years, of how we have come up with creative ideas and working with our vendors and working with the government and working with local authorities to really realize that if we can make this pie bigger, all of our pieces will be bigger. The concept of abundance, that's a real important issue that you've got to really work on and think about and live your life by. And it's fun, too, when you do it because you have a whole different sense of what's going on. So that whole power of abundance. Three, we're beings, we're not doings. We're human beings. We're not human doings. We get it backwards. We think we have to do this, to have this, to be happy, to be at peace, and be fulfilled. And God says, no, dunderhead. You were part of me. I, he really didn't say dunderhead. That's something I just threw in there. No dunderhead. 
You are part of me. My arm is part of me. My arm is not me, but my arm is part of me. So we have to think in terms of we are beings. So be happy. Be at peace. Be fulfilled. And then you'll do the things that happy, peaceful, fulfilled people do. And then you'll have what you're supposed to have. A simple concept but not an easy one. Because we have things that happen to us, and we have stress, and we have to deal with stress. And I talked to the other persons the other day about stress. But there are things to do, and we have to understand that. How many of you are familiar with Leo Buscaglia? Leo Buscaglia. Now, Leo Buscaglia, this cat gets paid, or he passed away a couple years ago. He got paid $25,000 for a one-hour speech, and then he hugged everybody. <laughs> Trust me. First client pays me 25 grand for an hour, we be hugging. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> hey, for 25 grand for an hour, you get me any way you want me. You are the customer at that point. <laughs> but Leo says, whenever in distress, he says, grab something and hug it. Now, if it's a person, ask permission. And if they're a petite, my wife is a too petite. She doesn't like hugging very much. She says all she really gets to do is smell armpits. <laughs> so duck for the little ones, right? But Leo says whatever you understrips, grab something to hug it and then count, count to 10 backwards. It's kind of like a mini timeout. So you go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And that should make you feel better. Now if that doesn't work, give it shut off. That feels good. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a dismember. <laughs> I had one woman after a seminar come rubbing up. She says, Mr. Sorrentino, do you have any of those with genitals? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me she didn't have issues. <laughs> B. Now, what that whole exercise is about is you have to vent. Venting is important. My wife and I were with our psychologist, and by the way, we, we, we had to go to do a little parenting and, and uh, couples therapy, which I think is great. I have a friend of mine, he's in therapy, he says everyone should be in therapy. He says if you're not in therapy, you're in denial. What do you say to that? I'm not in denial. And denial ain't just a river in Egypt. But, but he was talking about, he says, I'm not sure about this concept of catharting, of venting. You know, I have people come in here, they've been to 10 psychologists, and they said, yes, I'm not doing very well, but I catharted. He says, I'm not too sure about that whole concept of venting and catharting. I said, no, I have to disagree with you. We got to vent, ladies and gentlemen. But what I suggested to him, and what I suggest to you, is you have to vent in the right way, at the right time, at the right place, with the right person. He said, ooh, that's good. I said, well, then can I charge you for this session? <laughs> we have to vent because it allows us to remind ourselves of the being part. It allows us to remind ourselves of who we truly are because we lose our perspective. Let's face it, wouldn't it be fair to say that 20% of anything you deal with you're not too thrilled about? Think about it. 20% of the people you work with. 
20% of your family. <laughs> so 20% of your spouse. <laughs> Somebody said, I wish it was only 20%. Matter of fact, they'd still be my spouse if it was only 20%. <laughs> so we've got to learn to keep our perspective. We've got to learn to truly understand that if all things work together for good, then all things work together for good. Not just things that are convenient for us, but all things. And when you're in the business that you people are in, when you deal with all the things you deal with on a regular basis, if you can make that one of your values, I truly believe that it will be like, like grease, kind of making it go a little easier and making our life go a little better. And that's part of it. And part of the grease is thanking people. Part of the grease is the power of praise. I don't believe we don't give enough praise and we don't get enough praise. SBC, the organization that sponsored this morning, we need to praise them a little bit, give them a little thanks. There's another group that we need to praise, and I don't think we've ever praised them at, a, at one of these conventions. We've praised a lot of people, but this is a group we haven't praised. This is the group that is truly behind the scenes. This is a group that makes everybody up here on this stage look good. This is Don Sell and his audiovisual crew. I haven't had an opportunity to work with them on a number of these things. Nine years ago, he started too. He missed Montreal like I did, but he's been here ever since. And when you have an opportunity to work with these professionals, and they truly are professionals, they are there to make sure that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted, and that all of us, some of us more professional of getting up here than others, look good. And they really are committed to that. So I would like right now we thank them. We don't praise each other enough. That's the thing. And why? I don't know why it is. Oh, do I think if I praise you, it takes something away from me? Up, oh, then we're not thinking abundance. Then we're not thinking opportunity. We're thinking lack again. Those of you who've seen me work, you know that my big ending and a lot of times, and I want to do it here today only because I think it's that important, is the power of praise. And that none of us give enough praise, and none of us get enough praise. Oh, by the way, I just recently found out, I was just diagnosed, ADD. <laughs> yeah, like you're going, like, duh. I mean, if they would have had attention deficit disorder when I was a child, I'd have been the poster boy. No, my family would have bought Ritalin in bulk. No, I am the kind of kid when the teachers felt I was going to be in class, they called in sick for the year. I had to take early retirement. I literally had a nun in the fourth grade whack me in the back of the head with a music book. I turned around and she said, that's for everything I have never caught you doing. I turned around and said, well, honey, you better hit me again. You got no idea what's happening back here. Also, don't put anything in your ear smaller than your elbow. And I was violating that the other day. I was doing the Q-tip thing. Now, y'all know what the Q-tip thing is, don't you? You put the Q-tip in your ear, you turn the Q-tip and you take it out. It is a very simple procedure. Well, I'm doing the Q-tip thing. I put the Q-tip in my ear, and by the time it took me to take it out, I got distracted. <laughs> That's pretty bad when you can't even complete the Q-tip cycle. It is not a long cycle. 
So now I'm walking around with a Q-tip hanging out of my ear. Now, I'm very secure in my masculinity. I do moose. Yeah, I do moose. So I'm doing the moose thing. I put the moose in my hand. I went to put the moose in my hair, and I jammed the Q-tip into my eardrum. The pain took me to my knees. And when I finally decided I wasn't going to call 911, my brain said this to me. And please listen to your brain. I've talked to you about this. How many know about your subconscious mind? That's the mind that makes your heart beat without you having to go heartbeat, heartbeat, heartbeat. That's a mind that makes your glands work without you having to go glands, secrete. It is a very powerful tool, but it's a tool you get very little training for. There's a great book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And by the way, I, I believe in books. If you aren't reading books, if you aren't listening to tapes, whoever is reading books, whoever is listening to tapes is going to eat your lunch in the marketplace. You don't have a choice, people. Great book called The Power of Your Subconscious written in 1963. And it really tells you how to use this tool, this operating system. See, your subconscious mind is like your operating system, where your goals are like the software. And by the way, and I told this to the first timers, and in this industry, as great as any other industry, we have to truly understand, the geeks have won. I bow to the geeks. So you, either better, you better be a geek, hire a geek, Rent a geek, partner with a geek, marry a geek, sire a geek, or make one your really good friends. Because the geeks have won. So when I finally decided I wasn't going to call 911, my brain said to me, okay, smarty, what good's going to come out of this? I said, well, think of all the hearing professionals I'm going to get to meet that I normally would not have met. I am that quick. Can you develop a habit to look for the positive that fast in anything that happens in your life? It is a habit. Now, a couple months after this, I had the gift to stand in front of the Minnesota Victims Assistance Conference. I had mothers against drunk driving, parents of murdered children, victims of incest. By the way, they have changed their name to survivors of incest. Minnesota Coalition Against... Uh, uh, battered women, and it was a gift to be in front of that group. But a lady followed me that day, and i got to share with you her message. The year was 1985. The plane took off from Greece and was on its way to Egypt and was forced to land on the Isle of Malta. A hijacker, the hijacker took the hostages, took them in the door of the airplane, put a gun to their skull every 15 minutes. How do you remember that incident? There was an American woman that laid on the tarmac for five hours pretending to be dead. She, she, she followed me that day. Her message was riveting. She said about 10 minutes before it was her turn to go to the door of the airplane, she had, and all she could describe it was a sense of knowing that everything would be all right. She knew if she died, everything would be all right. She knew if she lived, everything would be all right. So she kind of went to the door of the airplane with a sense of anticipation, like, cool, what's going to happen? She heard the click, she felt the pressure, and down she tumbled. She opened her eyes, ready to see heaven, and all she saw was blacktop. She was pissed. <laughs> like, where's heaven? But the lady before her moved, and the, so they went down and finished her off. So Jackie laid there and said, I, I better not move. And she laid there for five hours. 
She had an out-of-body experience. Her soul rose out of her body. She saw her body lying on the tarmac. She saw the blood streaming out the back of her skull. She met up with her grandmother who had died two years earlier, and they in the spirit state were traveling to the white light. At some point during that journey, that sense of knowing overcame her again and said, Jackie, it's not your time. She turned to her grandma and says, Grandma, it's not my time, but Grandma, you're going to be all right. Go to the light, it's okay. And her soul went back into her body. Ladies and gentlemen, could we truly make this industry better if we just keep those two things in line? Number one, in the big picture, everything's going to be all right. And number two, none of us are going before our time. Everything's going to be all right. And none of us are going before our time. Of course, me being the smarty pants that I am. Thank you. <laughs> me being the smarty pants that I am. I raised my hand. I turned, to the, I, I, uh, I turned to the people there today. I said, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this kind of takes away from my Q-tip story, doesn't it? Think abundance. You know, it was interesting. In the, in the first grade, I remember asking the nuns. I says, I says, by the way, you know, God knows everything that's going to happen. Then how do we have free will? They said, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> I said, it's a question. Well, in conversations with God, book three, he answers that question. And I'm going to give you that answer. And it's a very cool answer. The answer is this. When you play a video game, how does the character on the screen know how to move? What's the answer? Programming. All the potential moves are programmed onto that game. But you move your joystick. When you petitioned for this manifestation onto this physical plane at this particular time, all of your potential moves are programmed into your game. But you move the joystick. You have a choice. That's what it's all about. You all have a choice. The power of praise. It does cause miracles. How many believe in miracles? I believe in miracles. I think if you don't believe in miracles, you're being unrealistic. Let's have, let's have one here today. Like this half the audience, please stand up very quickly. Stand up. Face this half. You two over there, what are you doing? Sit down. Face this half. At the count of three, I want you to give these people the screaming, this hollering, this yelling, this standing ovation you've ever given anybody in your life. I want the roof to come off this place. I want people in the hallways to go, are they having an Amway meeting over there? Because let's face it, we'll scream for football players, baseball players, basketball players. But when was the last time we praised our peers? You need to erupt. You people need to participate. As we give you the state ovation, I want you to stand up, put your right leg behind your left leg, and I want you to go, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to give each other high fives, all right? Because let's face it, this may be your only shot to actually get a standing ovation. And believe me, in this industry, there are a lot of you that deserve a standing ovation, and you're never going to get it, but that's the nature of your work. Oh, by the way, while we give these people standing ovation, I want you to catch the eyes of the people that you really like. Well, also catch the eyes of people that uh, you don't care too much about. And they will know which one they are. Ready? One, two, three! Yeah! Hoo, 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 yeah! Hoo, 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 yeah! Yeah! Okay, down. How'd they do? Give it back to them. Yay! Finally, 
Well, before finally. I can't thank you enough. Nine years ago, you gave a young guy a real chance to do what he loves to do. It was one of the greatest memes I ever did. And you've had me back again, and again, and again. And I really can't thank you enough. It's been a joy to work with you. When you die, three things are going to happen. First thing that happens when you die is whatever you think is going to happen when you die. See, if God gives us a free will to create our existence here in the physical plane, wouldn't it make sense that God would give us the same free will to create our existence in the spiritual plane? The second thing that happens when you die is your values, and you choose your values, will sit you down with a videotape of your life. Yeah, get to watch the toga again. <laughs> now, I know they're not going to let me have the fast-forward button. I know they're not going to have reverse. I know they're not going to give me a race. But, Lord, could I have the mute button? Because <laughs> there's been things in my life that I said. And as they were coming out, I didn't want to say them. I just couldn't stop it. And I don't want to hear me say them again. And then you get to look at a series of videotapes. And these are videotapes of the lives of the people that you have affected. 911. Wow. Think of the tapes that you get to watch. So I only pray that every one of us here today will live our lives in a way in which we are looking forward to seeing our tapes. Thanks. Ah, uh, y'all can start clapping right here. In Hold closing, on. oh, by the way, Nina has asked me back again, nine of their last 10 annual conventions. We'd likely finally share with you how we define your sense of humor. And we actually got the idea from my son's kindergarten teacher. Chad was in kindergarten. Oh yes, I do have a Chad. He's, he's not a pregnant Chad. He's not a dimpled Chad. He's actually a pimpled Chad. <laughs> he's 17. But he was in kindergarten and they were talking about your five senses. Well, Chad raised his hand. He said, what about your sixth sense? The teacher said, your sixth sense? And Chad said, yeah, your ability to read other people's minds. <laughs> in the parent-teacher conference, I went, yes, a tear formed in my eye. I turned to my wife, and I said, he can't clean his room, but he's got this one, right? But she was a great teacher. She said, Chad, what about your seventh sense? And Chad said, your seventh sense? And the teacher said, yeah, your sense of humor. So if we can agree that your sense of humor is your sense of perspective, then it's the combination, it's the distillation, it's a result of all the information that you process through your other six senses. So it's your attitude. So do you have a loving humor or do you have a hateful humor? Do you have an encouraging humor or do you have a discouraging humor? Our whole message for the last 20 years is you choose the humor you bring to the world. All right, come on, y'all, unmute your mics.
this clap, that grand finale. Yeah. I'm gonna snap this time. Don't speak behind Phil. Yeah, don't don't go behind him. Yeah, buddy. He had him standing up shouting and everything. Okay, we'll take some feedback and then we are done. Oh, go ahead, Susan. Susan wants to go first. Well, it it occurred to me, you know, the ones we got to take our kids, one special one. Was that Colorado, Phil? We took the kids. Yeah. And the the guy who always hires him, his kids were there too. And we got to hang out and go to the pool and do all kinds of fun things with them. And then I'm sitting here thinking about that. Um, Phil's going to be flying out, you know, for the wedding. And, you know, we were looking for different ways to get to our Orlando Mm. um you know there's like a a village taxi here it's but you have to wait for all the other people you could be late and there's all kinds of little services that will get you there we didn't know which one to choose you know that's right uh you hit your mouse again by accident you yeah we didn't know which one to choose because you never know which one's going to be good Mm -hmm. and so we're like thinking well wait a minute um the guy who hired him also lives in the villages. And so we called him to ask who we should use. And he said, are you kidding me? I'll take Phil. He said to spend an hour in the car with Phil would be awesome. You know, cause we're saying, are you sure you want to be? And he said, of course I do. And I'll pick you up too. And then he was saying all this other stuff that would, would be helpful for us. And so that, that just really touched me. That just happened a week or so ago. Wow. Yeah. That that gave me chills. The hold on, Sandra. I know you're gonna say something good. It's an it would be awesome to spend an hour with Phil. Like that, that's why you live life. So people could say stuff like that. You know, like this, this is what we do this for. This is this is the physical impact that we have on this planet. Someone just wants to soak up your your energy, all right? It's fantastic. I just wanted to echo that. Good job. Sandra? Yeah, man. Can, can you even imagine that? That's like, oh my God. But truth be told, I have a confession. Oh, we like that. <laughs> My confession. I get mad and aggravated with so many of y'all in this community, but it never, ever lasts because just like what Bill was saying in, in his past deliberations on this day, if you lead with the love and forgiveness, then you, it, nothing else matters. Just like, because you always have to, one, forgive them for whatever you think they have done, because majority of the time when people are talking, they're talking, they don't catch everything that they're saying. And I'm gonna tell you why this made me think about it. And two, is that 
you have to forgive yourself for even thinking that they would think something about, you know what I mean, in a negative way. Why would they do that? It's a community. They wouldn't purposely think that. So your thinking, your thought press, your thought process has to line up with the structure of the community. And what is the community? To communicate and commune with one another. So all of this coming from all of what has been said today, I'm listening to, to, to you, Phil, and thinking about how even when you told us, and I'm going to say for Sandra, for Sandra Lucky, when you told me way back when I first did my first um, keynote, I, I remember my first keynote, and you said, it's okay if you get stuck, just keep going. And to be able to see you do that a couple of times today, my mind, I'm giving it a cry, wait a minute, let me get it together, I gotta get it together. Because that was watching you do it in front of me so that I would know how, how that looks. That's amazing the mistakes that came across and then you came back and still put them in. Even when you were nervous, you put it into whatever you were saying and the way you just amazing. I yeah. have learned. So just, just, I'm so glad that I'm off today and I'm so glad that whatever happened that this couldn't be done Yes. Anyway, I'm glad. Yeah. No, no. This has been amazing. Just amazing. Phenomenal. I've learned so much from each and every second. And I'm so glad, Antonio, that you decided to do this because it, it wouldn't have been done. And feel, 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 you need to do this. So I applaud you. There was something that I watched that you were doing a camera thing and y'all were doing, I don't know who that was that was with you. I'm assuming it might have been one of your sons or something. Sandra, do do me a favor and adjust your head or something real quick. Your your noise cancellation trying to cut you out. Better? Yep. Okay. So you were doing feel a bicycle thing. I don't know if y'all were um, doing a real race or whatever that was, but that race made me think about this deliberation, what you talked, what what was done today. Because in segments, y'all made stops and you went over what you were going to do next. And for each one that you went over what you were going to do next, you also went over what y'all had went through previously. So all of that is so important with thinking about and going through all of these segments today. And I'm grateful. Thank you for this community. And I'm glad you're in this community.
Amen to that. No, that's very good. Very good. And I'm shocked you even get mad. I've never seen you mad. I've never seen an angry Sandra. Never. Never. I've never. You you fib. You you fib to us, woman. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Renee. First thing is I just want to say this to the Sorrentinos. You guys, I'm going to snap too. Just because I feel it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna snap. You know, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, and I know in the previous one that I said about um, the analogy of that you had of the impact, and um, and so seeing you guys' impact as well in this in this setting, I was like. Boy, oh boy, you you jab you jab me a, a little bit at the at the end. I mean, well, actually throughout the whole thing, but I'll say also at the end because um, you think about what your impact specifically is. Um, you know, I've said in here that some people will be will be happy to see to see you coming, while some of the people will be happy to see you leave. There are people like, oh, so I try not to be the one where, where people are like, oh, thank God, thank God, Renee's gone. Whew, now we can really have a party. Um, there there was a movie or something that I watched some years ago, and at this guy's funeral. And he came with like the ghost. I think it was like one of those Christmas movies. And he said, "Well, nobody, nobody's at my, nobody's at my funeral." He's like, "I don't know." And so he went by one of his friends' house, and they were having a big party, a big, a big time party. And he was like, "Oh," and he realized that he he had been an absolute Scrooge to everybody all the course of his life. And they were having a party because they were glad that he was dead. I was like, dang. I was like, yeesh. I said, that that's a burn right there. You know, but it's it gets you really to thinking, you know, about your impact. And I love how sometimes we don't hear praise in, in our lives. We don't hear a whole lot of it. And sometimes it's... Um, completely on what we what we've done in that minute and sometimes you just need praise just just for just because um and that helps you to want to go that extra step forward um especially um I thought about past jobs where they praised me just for like we really appreciate you you know saying and I'm like wow and I feel invited to come in. If you don't appreciate me, I'm, believe me, I'm showing up, but mentally I'm counting the days until I get up out of there. <laughs> so it's it's amazing what you, as we're talking about with appraise, because it's like, you you need that. We're, you know, not necessarily for, to pump and prime, but just need that to go a little bit further. Um, but but yeah, I I I thought about man, what are, what are my tapes gonna play? You know what I'm saying? What? Yeah, um, that's fair. That's, that's fair. I was like, Whoo! I said this morning on Crazy Red News that I know that I'm I've been the villain in somebody's story 
over the course, I've been somebody's villain. You know, they're like, oh, RNA. And, and only I can be like, well, you know what? I don't want to be a villain. I want to, I want to see what's going on. And I want to, to, I, I don't want to be a villain in somebody's story, but I, I know that I was because I'm not perfect, <laughs> but um, so I know that'd be part of, part of the video, but it's, it's learning from that and continuing to ascend and letting that other stuff just be like, okay, that happened. That's true. But this is what I'm going to do to ascend from that. And that's what I hope my video shows the comeback, you know, um, but that was just, it was just very articulated. I just, and I was able to follow it. It was just, it was just amazing. But that's one of the things that I really took was, man, you really find things out. Um, you really find a lot of things out about yourself as you continue to progress through life. But some people stop learning and they truly die because they stop learning. I want to keep learning. So that was just awesome. And kudos. Love you guys. There it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, only two more comments left to go. We'll take. The first one from Susan, as she talked to her loving husband about whatever that has transpired. And then we'll close it out with the man himself and let him close out with some comments. Uh, however he want to do it, I'm sure I have gratitude in there somewhere. Susan? Well, I never knew when I stepped on that deck on 7-Eleven and our eyes met what all was going to where we'd be sitting today right now talking about all this um it's been an amazing journey with a lot of challenges and ups and downs uh especially in the early years and you just have to stay with it you know as you pursue your dreams stay with it and you know go to your that friend of yours, that positive friend, you know, someone that you can, you know, there, like Phil says, there's times you do need to vent, you know, you need to, to get it out and, you know, make sure you talk it out and just keep going. Don't, don't ever give up, follow those dreams and stay with it. And, you know, you'll have a fulfilled life. Like we talked about last night in the call last, in the call last night. You know, and, and I thought about all that as you were saying it, you know, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Uh, are you living the life that, you know, are you going down the path that you're supposed to be going down? And I believe everyone on this call, that's that's why you're here, because you said no, Renee, you said no <laughs> to that. You know, I said no to what I didn't want to do. Right. You know, I wasn't going to sit um, and, you know, work. I think, you know, I had this lady, you know, tried to boss me around and, you know, throw all these documents in front of me and says I was supposed to type them all up. And we and, know, you know nobody puts was, baby in a corner. We know that. Yeah, much. I was just 20 something <laughs> years old and she's 
you know, doing all this stuff for Secret Service and the Department of Energy and all this stuff. And I didn't work for her. I didn't work for her, but she was coming and throwing this stuff on my desk to do. And, you know, I was kind of shy and trying to do my best. I'm trying to do all that for her. And, you know, I just kept being nice to her. As mean as she was, I just kept being nice to her. And finally, you know, she was in the hospital. And I asked, and you don't leave work in the middle of the day, but I asked if I could go and take something from the department to her. She was shocked to see me. And she actually got tears in her eyes. I mean, she was this, you know, tall, stately lady with a French bun, you know, just the whole thing. And thought she was superior, but she broke down and cried. And she couldn't believe that I came to see her, especially after the way she had treated me. And so sometimes you need to rise above those things and do the right thing. That was perfectly said. That was perfectly said. I'm, I hope you Yeah, they clapping for you. That was, that was perfectly said. Phil, it's been 42 years in the making for you to give this speech of yours it's all yours buddy well i guess my prayers are twofold number one take the ideas that resonated with you and implement them that's the greatest compliment you can give me is to take the material and do something with it and then the second thing is i don't know how we can give this out but is there a way to just if you want to use it you, you have my permission to give it to anybody you want to give it to because it would help them and promote what we got going here. Say, this is just a little example of this community we've got going. And here, yeah, I'll give this to you. You might want to take a look at it because there's some good ideas there. Absolutely. We'll and Tony and I already have some ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Antonio? We, we were talking privately, but absolutely. Yeah. And we'll do that. So, Deanna, what you do is put it to Wasabi as well and make sure Susan gets the link. And then I'll give I'll get further instruction, but I don't want to mess up Phil's energy right now. Keep going, Phil. I'm done. That was uh, that's oh, okay. So then, put it on the put it on the podcast. We haven't heard from Jerome. I want to hear Jerome. You Jerome. you know what? Come on, Deacon, get up in here. <laughs> Purposely was solid <laughs> because I want others to share. But I'll tell you this: I remember when I first met the human consultants, and I remember when I first met Phil. And something inside of me said, there's something about him that I really, really like. I did not know what it was, but I knew it was good stuff. And when I saw this before, this isn't the first time I've seen this. When I finished watching this before, I said to myself, Jerome, now you know exactly why you like Phil and Susan Sarantino. Because I thought back. My 21 years in the Army, I went in the Army when I was 19, 21 years in the Army, seven years with those kids in New York, and 18 years of this engineering firm. And one of the things that I always did was I made it fun. If it weren't fun, I didn't participate in it. I told my last, the engineering firm, I told the, the owner when he hired me, I said, when I stop having fun, I'm out of here. 
And when I saw all of that, when, when I met Phil, all of that came back and I said, that's the reason why he and I connected on such a level because I made life fun. I made work fun, everything I did. And people were affected by that. But that was the only way I knew how to do it because life's too short, then you die. So if you ain't having fun, what you doing? And that's when I when I met Fauci, that's the reason why I like that dude. So mm-hmm. that's what I have to say, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I will, uh, I'll add to that. And the first time I saw Phil was, he was on stage and he was ripping up a bear at the Les Brown event. You know, and I had no idea what to expect. I typically think all seminars, sem- seminars are going to be boring and the people up there are going to say the same thing. And that is exactly what happened until Phil sashayed his little tall cell phone stage because it was completely different than anybody else. Everything else was so predictable. So he got on stage and he did the most amazing presentation. He, his, his presence, nah, it's more than that. He, he didn't just command the stage. He got up there and let you know, this is my stage. It's my stage. When I get off, it's still going to be my stage. <laughs> and that's what it was. Then that's the impression I got. I never Thank forgot you. that. Yes, sir. It's my room. That's my room. That's it. I mean, <laughs> so now y'all see, <laughs> this is my room. That's it. That's it. So I echo that, Jerome. I echo that for sure. You got to put it on both podcasts, Law of Attraction plus Secret to Success, and then put put the human consultants links on their website, whatever that, you know, whatever. Get with Susan. She'll let you know whatever she wants people to go to. So we'll do that. Plus that video, make, make sure it's public so Susan can download it. Other than that, that is it from us. Diana, you want to close us out with your cute little... One more thing. Oh, yes, yes, please. And no, I pray no. you're able to find that video. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's the that's the one I'm, that I'm looking for. I, I need to... I'm going to contact... I got you. I got you. Yeah. It's, in, it's on one of these drives. The problem is I got too much. We yeah. had it, but when my computer crashed, I, you know, like yeah. I said, I lost some things and that was one of that them. was one of them that was one of them you he rocked it out too rocked it out yeah oh tracy said in the chat i learned so much on how to improve my speaker from watching that video thank you for that there you go yeah that was a master class and professional speaking that that, that was a we just went through a master class from stage to cut scenes, just vocal variations. And it was just so many, so much more. You can hear his outline. And it, the most impressive thing I saw, and I, I'll just say this, because I really wish y'all would do this. I hate when y'all don't do this, but I don't really say nothing. I let Phil and Susan tell y'all. I just sit there and clap. A few times, your words will get stumbled when you're on stage. And it happened to Phil. He just kept going. He fixed a word and kept going. He didn't win. Oh, excuse me. me. Excuse me. Oh my God. (laughs) Nobody, nobody on the planet expects you to be live and not stumble a word. Right. We're not, we're just humans (laughs) and we're just talking. When you talk normally, 
you know, if you want me to be a robot, I can be a robot and just read what I am saying here so I do not miss a word. You know, you want to to be able to feel and all that. And keep in mind, he'd already spoken a couple of days and, you know, got that late at night and was probably didn't sleep as much. And you Yeah. Know. And then said he was on tomorrow to do yeah, something. Yeah, I the next what it was. Day. yeah, yeah. The yeah. next day. I heard that too. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. So what should have been a mess up was impressive. Right. But that's again, masterclass. Go ahead, Phil. The uh, the three videos you saw. And I'm, I may have just not remembered, but every one of those was a first take. See that? At the library, at COSI, yeah. they were all all those pieces were one take. One take, which is, even, which on, is even on the unicycle. Yeah, everything yeah. was a one take. With one you. Take. I, I'm sure there was one or two that I did a two take and I just don't remember it. I choose not to remember, but I remember most of almost every one of those pieces. Every section was just a one taper, which one is a gift. That's not that's something that's I'm using a power much greater than me to do that. Absolutely. 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 Diana, close us out. Give us some of that anointing you got going on in your throat. I want to thank everyone for for those of you who stayed past 10. Thank you so much for those of you who are with us this morning. Thank you so much. I really hope, I really hope that in watching the 20th anniversary of the original humor consultants, that you took notes, that you paid attention because it was more than just a message that was being delivered when Mr. Phil was talking. His delivery was a message. The locations were a message. The tone in his voice was a message. And then he also showed us that no matter what stage you are on, always be you. From how you treat the people you work with to how you talk to your audience, always be you. So we are grateful for the opportunity to have the original humor consultants with us every day not everybody has that opportunity and we have that opportunity to get their teachings every day to we have their phone numbers to reach out and ask questions not everybody has that and we have a tendency to take for granted the people that are in our lives on a daily basis so let's not take for granted Antonio T. Smith Jr. Let's not take for granted the original humor consultants. I don't know about y'all, but I don't know of anybody else who has been in business as long as I've been living and still in business. <laughs> so let's not take what they do lightly. Let's not take their presence lightly. And let's show gratitude always for everything that they do. So I present to you in gratitude, the original humor consultants, Mr. Phil and Mrs. Susan Sorrentino. Thank you so much for everything that you do and everything that you have done. I love you, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Love, love you, you more. more. Love you more. Love, love you more. <laughs> <laughs> A-T-S! 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 A-T-S!
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.